course there's no back in the future and now it's a race. Of course it's a race. But what does that mean? It means your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Both of you. And welcome, 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 yeah. welcome, welcome, and happy birthday happy to us birthday. all. Best Yay. film ever. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy no, birthday. We can't use it anymore. We'll get sued. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just continue to pump in the uh, soundtrack from Back to the Future. <laughs> My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we Is are here <laughs> for episode 114. Woo! I know, right? 114 and that is on back to the future part three and we are celebrating our second birthday our second birthday which actually was about i don't know what day is it today today last is week. the last uh, last week could have been it yeah the 20th today is it the 20th yeah. today so yeah, yeah last week was the 13th it, it, so it was yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah. day after yeah. but you know as things happen you can't always celebrate birthdays when birthdays are convenient no. or when they come up because it's inconvenient so i feel that was my fault i'm sorry you were busy doing Grease Lightning, buddy. I was. I went and saw lightning. that yesterday. Fully and? enjoyed that. Yeah? I, enjoy, I said I fully enjoyed that yeah, one. Okay. Yeah, but I know how you don't like Grease, so... Well, no, I, I'm not... Well, no, I, I said before, I'm more a fan of the stage show than the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's designed... Like, these, these caricatures are designed for, like, a stage show. They make a lot more sense on yeah, a stage yeah, 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 than they yeah. do in a film, right? Yeah. That being said, yeah, I, was, I, I had a good time. It cool. was as far as amateur dramatics goes, especially in the region. No, it was definitely more than held its own. So yeah, oh brilliant! It was yeah. a good show, and uh, I told it's everybody who I could find there. It was, it was, and we can talk more about specifics off mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Liam was very good. Liam was. Oh, I'll tell you what. You. Some people around me had their phones out, and they were they were they were yeah. doing video. I was stunned. We heard Ooh. we heard about it, and we when we looked in the audience, sometimes when you sort of pan around, you could see a few lights. There's one right in front of me. It was videoing some one of the songs, and I was like, oh, I almost okay. took my I almost put my torch on and like shone it right at them so they couldn't because <laughs> we get were good trying because people were trying to get the people to stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but that's just trying to find them. It's just trying to. I, I've never seen it that blatant. That's crazy. I've never yeah, seen it that blatant. That. Yeah. But but you guys did well. That the houses were were pretty much packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. so that was yeah. good. So. Thank That's how that you did in Kings Lynn. Let's talk about how we did around the world this Woo! week. Sean. So we charted this week in America, cool. in here home in Great Britain, in Australia, in Denmark, in the Netherlands, in Switzerland, in Malaysia. I have an up. I forgot to update this halfway through the week. I'm going to guess in Canada. Canada. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we were number 36 in Norway. Wow. Number 28 in South Korea. Oh. Number 18 in Nigeria, and number seven. In Ghana, so Yay. thanks a lot, everybody. We're holding our own in Ghana, doing all right. Yeah, we're not gone in anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. Not gone and forgotten. I want to say it's they're not gonna, Lord. they're not gonna forget us. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best one. There we are. Hey, and we should mention we have Yay. the live feed up for our we Patreons do. today, live and uncensored. Uh, we all have because it is the birthday beverages of choice. And we are sitting here raising a glass to the first one from the Patreon Ooh. pool in on the live feed. And a second the second one. The Meister and Ensign Ian Davies is around as well. So that is hey guys. excellent. Hey. 
I'm I'm praying my settings held and everything. No, it's not, uh, Ethan. I think you may have to hit a button there beside. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, it's no, there. There we go. It's there. There yeah. we go. Thank you very much for <laughs> understanding. But we uh, a raise of the glass from all the way here in the UK to uh, those on the screen for us today. It's weird to do this with people watching. Now. I know, right? I've never actually done like we've done many things. We've we done have. theater skits. We've done things where we're talking to people, but to actually try and do what we usually do with people watching on the uh, on the seventy five inch TV here at the studio of. <laughs> I feel like a kid at a parent teacher's evening where I can't act how I do with my friends because my parents are watching. Exactly. <laughs> and we have some sort of strange parenthood where we have the Eatmeister and Anthony and Davies. <laughs> Our parents to all four of I think, us. I, yeah. I, I think Ian's got himself a coffee, I think. It looks a little bit real. It looks I like what, the, what's he showing us here? Oh, yeah, Starbucks. Hey. hey. Oh, and Dear. in the background. It's very thin. Oh, it's the, the Disney DeLorean. one. Is it? It's a Disney Starbucks cup. Is okay, it? there we go. Yeah. Oh, so it is. Very nice. Uh, so let's continue on with what we were talking about, which is, uh, it's been, it was Batman month. By the time this comes out, it still is Batman. Yeah, we still have a week in March. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still is Batman yeah. month. We are going to do the Batman theater skip, but we're going to record it next week. So we're going to be a little bit late on having it for March. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, because Batman should be in our hearts Every day of the year. That's what happened. Are we keeping Batman in our hearts every day? Georgia was visited. Georgia was visited by by three Alfreds last night. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of Alfred, past, present, and yet to come. And so Batman's going to be in my liver. There we we are. Yes, we actually. What are the odds we'd actually have Batman shooters here to shoot out of? I've got classic uh, Joker Caesar. Romano, Cesar uh, Romano, Romero. I think his name was. Romero. Yeah, Romero. Yeah, okay. I've got actual Batman because you've got Adam West Batman. Yeah, and I have uh, Catwoman, which is, is Julie, Julie Newmar. Oh, it's Julie Newmar. Okay, yeah. I was not know if it'd be Eartha Kid or not. No, I Julie got Newmar. Robin. You got Robin. I don't know yeah. which. Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Yeah, Burt Ward. Is that Ward. is that the actor's name or the yeah. character's name? But, no, no, Burt Ward. Uh, oh, it's Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah, Dick Grayson. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we've got that coming up. Uh, Ethan and I just talked about we're going to do a see not a theater skip, but we're going to do a cleared for takeoff. On Ted Lasso. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a thing that all the kids are talking about. I don't know about Ted Lasso at all. If you've got, like, an Apple TV subscription, it's the only one that everyone actually watches. It's, it's just memes and GIFs everywhere of yeah. this. It's J- is it Jason Sudeikis? Am I right uh, with that? Yeah, Sh- Jason Sudeikis. And then, who else is it? You ever see Horrible Bosses? Mm, uh, yes. He's, like, the main guy in that, or yes. one of the two main guys in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. real weird combination, because you either like it because you've seen him in SNL and you're American, or you're it's British really, and you like football. You want to talk about face blindness. It's mm-hmm. really hard to tell between Jason Sudeikis and Ed Helms. I know, I know who I Helms really is. struggle with Ed Helms and Jason Sudeikis, and they both appear in a Mumford & Sons video together. <laughs> and I was like, what is Saturday this? Night Live. Huh? You must have struck because they were both Saturday Night Live people, weren't they? No, Ed Helms was Comedy Ed Central. Helms. Ed Helms was Ooh, the, the Daily Show. Yeah, before that, he was on The oh, Daily Show with yeah. John Stewart. I thought he left Saturday Night Live. I'm not sure. You might be right on that. We'll mm. take a look at it. Uh, so outside of that, we've got uh, some other some other goodies coming up. But if you don't have your top five best Batman films in, get those in. I'm looking for someone for Quiz Night for April. Get Ooh. your shouts in for that. Uh, Danny from some musical podcast. And uh, outside of that, it's a thanks, as always, this time to our Patreon backers. We have hey. well, we have two of them who've logged in. Yeetmeister's gone to get himself a beverage, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Or we are this bad. <laughs> he's, he's left the feed on so we can see the empty chair. <laughs> but, of course, uh, it's Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Katie McRae, Ensign Ian Davies Woo! making it so on the screen. <laughs> Waving. This is so cool. Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Randall, what's your Twitter handle? Silva, <laughs> Dwayne Smith, and 
the yeet meister who's brought a cat with him. Yeah, that is the C word. Pip, Pip is, is Pip is just off camera right there, <laughs> smiling at us. Come on, what are you guys talking about? How? <laughs> so uh, outside of that, we've got a, a very truncated list of shout outs this week, but reflections and corrections still must occur. So let's start with this button. There's a mistake. Think I'm well, I know it's not going to be me. <laughs> this one goes back a couple of weeks. Oh, does oh, it? It's oh, a okay. lethal weapon. <laughs> oh, okay. That might be me then. <laughs> there was a question that came up. How, what is the name of Riggs's partner in... Murtaugh. Was it Murtaugh? Oh, yeah, Murtaugh. Or was Murtaugh. it Murtaugh? Yeah. And I went, oh, I know this because I know this. Plus, I've seen How I Met Your Mother. I would like to play you a clip. I'm adding laser tag to the Murtaugh list. Jeez, oh, not the Murtaugh list. Yeah. What's the Murtaugh list? The Murtaugh list is something that came into being around the time I turned 30. What are the odds I would find a clip that said Murtaugh list four times in <laughs> three and a half seconds? <laughs> oh, so no. I'm wearing that one. I was oh, wrong. Okay. I said it was Murtaugh. Yeah. So like the nine people who got a hold of me. I know Kara was one. I know Kirsty was one. I know... Uh, Maybe Dwayne Smith was one. I don't know. Ian, were you one of them? A bunch of people got a hold of me and said, it's Murtaugh. No, oh, he's not. He's going, no. So <laughs> it, is a, it, it apparently is Murtaugh, not Murtaugh. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't remember which one I said, so I'm going to say that I said it right. All right. <laughs> uh, so there we Woo. go. But we do have a thing. Georgia, mm-hmm. we were going to look and update the Patreon score for The Departed because we had people do it a couple days early. So while you're looking that up, I'll continue on. Uh, new listener Nate Snow has changed his name to Nate Greyjoy. <laughs> it's messing with my melon, especially because now he's defending Home Alone, which proves that he does know nothing, which would have been great if he was Nate Snow. <laughs> also, this one goes out to Georgia. Oh, nice. You were adamant that Gary was a type of fish. I'm like, no, it's just sushi. It's just something to do with sushi. You went, no, it's a type of fish. Nagiri's just a piece of fish with the rice underneath it. Yes, it's the piece of fish. But it's not a specific it's kind like of the, fish. The dish. It's oh, no, the dish. I didn't, I didn't mean it was a specific type of fish. I meant it was just fish by itself. Cannot win. Oh, I think that was me pushing on myself. Yeah. There. <laughs> All right. On that note, on that do perfect. we have an updated Patreon score for the Departed? Ah, uh, yes, we do. Let me have a. I need to work it out though. So give me a two seconds. Okay, so I'll continue on then. So when I say, do we have one? The correct answer is not yet. Not yet. No, the answer was I've accessed the uh, form. That's great. Uh, shout out to Mindy from Chicago. New listener says late to the game hey, but just discovered bfe when Woo! looking for a podcast discussing before sunrise oh there you are. one of my favorites there we are really enjoyed the discussion hope you're revisiting other films you've reviewed i look forward to revisiting other films you reviewed hope you also look into older films as well as new releases we do at this point Ooh. i went what has liam brought to the table <laughs> <laughs> just went, we've done angels, angels dirty faces. faces we've done to serve so we love. Love. <laughs> uh, we've done, we've done um, um, cool hand luke yeah and then we've done citizen kane yeah so uh, we've done our fair share. And some like you hot. I think I might have mentioned that. I'm not oh, sure. Okay, but yeah, yeah, I went, trust me. We do. We do all right, actually, with that. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty good. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, we've also got a uh, friend of the podcast, not on the stream yet, 
Dwayne Smith. I'm Dwayne Smith. So just realized I put De Niro in my comments for last week instead of Nicholson. Hashtag face blindness. I'm more like hashtag gimmick infringement. <laughs> You're going to claim yeah. someone else's there. But he said the episode was richer for Hermes inclusion. Uh, excellent back and forth with the team. Some great takes and insights. Absolutely. We're always oh, yeah. better when we got friends of the podcast yeah. here. Giving some thoughts. Uh, especially, and I know you were quite upset to, to, to miss last week. I was. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, guys. But I was rehearsing for a show, so... I don't yeah. believe it until I see it. <laughs> That's not good enough. You need to have two of you. Do you know at the what? I get time. such anxiety for missing these. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really do. It's just a different energy every time we have someone else doing it. That's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I always you know. think. I always think that I miss one. I go. Yeah, they're going to not want me back. Yeah, but actually, I get it in reverse going, you're going to get one away and go, oh, actually, I can do with this. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's just the idea of just, like, please, please don't leave. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Hermes, who said, by the way, Georgia, it's POV, not point of view. But then when hashtag Team Georgia, just to, just to rub it in. But also, it means the same thing, so... Uh, he loved the first half of our Cedar Skip It on Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, well, there you go. If you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom, or listen yeah. to our theater, skip it to see if you should see Tick, Tick, Boom. That's available now on the stream, on the on the channel, whatever you call this, on the pod. On go the ahead code. and give that a, a listen. It's it's quite a lot of fun, I think. Um, and yeah, just go ahead and then make your mind up. Uh, it's, a, it's something that I'm glad I I at least considered. I'll say that much. Oh, something do, else I do want to say. While I was doing my show... I did mention the podcast in the program. You did. I saw that. <laughs> so, you know. You're like, he's been spending the last two years building up a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> At Best Film Ever Pod. Yeah, I did see. <laughs> I'm spreading the word. <laughs> Grease isn't the word. Best Film Ever yeah. is the word. Um, so, there we go. Uh, shout outs. Random word. Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. We had shout outs from Julene, Josh, and Chris Peterson, who all did the same one. Cool. Yeah, of Grandpa that. Simpson. Yeah. Get with a Guinness going, I said I want an Irish drink. Oh, I love the episode. Uh, and we had Ian oh, Davies then who one. gave us two. One of a man Ooh. upside down drinking a Guinness, but I couldn't figure it out what it was and had to get clarification on that. <laughs> and the second one of just this magic moving Guinness glass. Now, this is really awkward because Ian's the one who's here. But I'm, I'm going to break my own rule and give it to the three people. <laughs> I love. I said early before it's 1990s and 2000 sitcoms. That is my sweet spot. It is. And it is. I'll tell you what. It, uh, who, who Hermes came up with the word right? Because I went out and had to buy myself a case of Guinness. It was on sale at Morrison's, and I'm like, I gotta grab some. I should have said to Georgia, what? I needed to. What? <laughs> what are the odds that we would have done The Departed? The week of St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I know. That's what are the odds of that? Yeah, that's cool. Though. I mean, one in fifty-two. And I missed it. I mean, come on. <laughs> one in fifty-two. One in fifty-two. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Slightly less than two percent is the math you're saying here. We do like to mock each other on this. Georgia, podcast. Georgia brings the math. You would have thought that would have been the case. On the case of bringing the math, do you have our updated count? I do. Yes, our updated count is eight point seven five. Okay, Ooh. so it was nine. So it's gone down just a touch. Do you have any of the newer reviews to share? Uh, I do, but I can't remember who I read last week and who I did not. But the eight came from Julene. Um, so oh, she's okay. the only one that's given it an eight. Everyone else has given it a nine so far. Is Julene? No, Julene isn't the only lady on the uh, on the Patreon. Because, of course, we have, no, we have three. We have Katie and we have Lena Oberholzer, mm. of course, as well. Mm. Roll of women. Is, is not nice? too shabby. Nope. I mean, it's about the same like percentage, isn't it? Like three of you, one of me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, of I guess so. Yeah. So there we go. Um, cheesy with a fish on a bike. 
gave us some love. Said <laughs> that's uh, an incredible. Name. Also agrees. He said back to our question about. Liam, were you here when we talked about uh, the rains down in Africa? No, I don't the lyrics know. to it. Do you, what, what are the lyrics in your head? Well, how does that? How does that go? Um, uh, I can't remember now. Okay, <laughs> sing, sing along with me. And then so I, I was. I always thought it was. I miss the rains down in Africa. No, whereas I'd say I, I bless. bless the rains down yeah. in Africa. Yeah, bless. those, those yeah. are the correct ones. I didn't know this, but back in our day, we didn't have like lyric no, videos to no, find no. it off. I, of. I can't say I've ever. No. So once you, but once it establishes and you think you know it, you then yeah. sing what you think you know. It's yeah, not yeah, as bad yeah. as "Hold Me Closer," Tony Danza, but it's up there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are too many songs that I have that, and I I like found out this year last. I'm like that. No, yeah. So uh, cheesy with a fish on a bike said uh, he also <laughs> thought it was. I guess it rains down in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I love like that. Is it rain in Africa? I, I guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, didn't NASA Sahara? And uh, it snowed in the Sahara. In there was a the baby in Davies in the shop. Oh, was there a baby Davies? Oh. 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 Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, waving. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd shown us the kid, we would have given you gift of the week. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray Hat. There's another one. There's another one. <laughs> a second baby. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there is a law of diminishing returns. If you've got like 30 of them, we have to call the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> I'm still staring at the cat in uh, the Yeet n- n- New listener Ray Hatt said, listen to the podcast for most of the day. Really liked it. Thanks a lot, Ray. Hey, and the We Don't you. Know show, who I've never talked to before, called us a great show for people to check out because we are quality. Thanks a lot. Hey. And then I know I was going to do proper shout outs, but Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith came up with a timeline of kind. Of, he went back and listened to our first ever episode. Oh. And then he went and listened to our like one year anniversary show. And so he had some thoughts. And so I then went ahead and started uh, taking some stuff myself. Do you know, right? We must have been sounded so bad on the first one. It's funny you say that because. Red lorry, yellow lorry. All right, so uh, I'm going to open my phone up so I can get the actual sound in here. So we are, apparently the first step is introduction. We are officially recording. So uh, we are attempting something new here today. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Ian. And my name is Liam. And we are trying to start a podcast called The Best Film Ever. Well, not The Best Film Best Film Ever. Get rid best of the film. Best Film Ever. And what we are going to do is basically, as original as this sounds, we're going to review some films and see if it is indeed the best film ever. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be good. I'm going to have to either edit the audio or let that stay in. That'll be funny, though, right? So, My favorite is when the bass gets, like, real tight. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I was doing, it was a much different setup, oh, technology-wise. Much, much and, and all I kept saying I was, was in the mic you're using. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, were in one yeah, of these handhelds. Yeah. But it's not so much about those. It's about it's about what it was going into. Yeah, the board. And there was, like, 19,000 cables making that work. <laughs> <laughs> you done so well. It was all right. Like, this is a lot more streamlined now. Do you know what? It took me a long while to relax. Yeah. Uh, especially after two years, though, where I go, so this is what I'm thinking, you just go, 
Yeah. <laughs> but at least I don't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. That's right. Dwayne just mentioned, he goes, it's amazing how far you've come and how much has changed over the last two years. Back to the Future One, it's just Ian and Liam. George is there, really referred to as the fact checker. Fact check corner. Fact yeah. check corner, yeah. Uh, the age game makes yeah, an yeah. appearance, but it <laughs> says, says the age game makes an appearance, but it's called, hey, Liam, do you want to guess some ages? <laughs> 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 also the origin of flippity flip flop but it just flips side at the point yeah because we went because we used to record like an intro yeah then watch we'd go the watch film, it yeah. and then we'd come back that's true oh yeah, yeah that yeah, is yeah, interesting yeah. we sort of yeah. go like you know what are your feelings about the have you ever seen this before then we go okay now we've just watched it i forget all that that requires us to all be here for the exact start time though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and with us getting busier and with lockdown kind of because this we were started just before lockdown literally yeah. a week or something week it, four, it wasn't, wasn't long it? we only had a few episodes in yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so there we go yeah, well, there's five back. you're making it up for it Jeez. <laughs> i'm slipping back so there we go and then the question is well how much different did things sound a year later Ooh. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey! And I'm going to be honest, folks, that was take two. But, you know, a year in the making deserved two goes at it. And Georgia's lag wasn't as bad this time, and no one's making faces to say that our mics are distorted. (laughs) I think that's what we call a win here. So, I will take that. And we are a year old. Ethan said off mic not old enough to drink yet. I said, no, no, no. Do you not know that one podcast year is 21 human years? Wow. It's like dogs and cats, but, you know, so I guess technically one podcast is three dogs. <laughs> this year, you guys laugh about I'm very proud that we didn't like it to episode two, like a lot of podcasts, and go, can you give us some ideas to talk about on our pod today? <laughs> the guy who does the Twitter for the... I'm like, this is just insane. And people are like, I want to start a podcast. Any ideas? Or who wants to have me on their podcast? And my answer is always the same. Like, A, come up with your own. B, think of at least a month's worth of content. And I mean, like, four episodes. Do you know, I'll be honest. I never thought we'd last a year. Well, there we go. I kind of thought we'd sort of, like, you know, talk a little bit. Not have many listeners. We get through the pandemic, and I thought, you know, maybe. Well, we did think the pandemic was going to be three weeks, Liam. Yeah, it's a three-week plan, and then we're all going to come Seriously, out of this. I didn't see this coming. As we, so, thank as, you to everybody out there. Thank, it's a mad. I mean, this whole this whole episode is a big thank you to yeah. anybody and everybody who is out there because. Um, I had hopes and thoughts and things that I thought might be accomplished, but I think we've done stuff in this year that I haven't even remotely considered. You'd what? just as easily say the same thing this year, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 Crazy. It's, ama- like- it's, it's interesting. In the first episode ever, if you keep listening to the first one, but I go, if you're listening, you probably know us. Who else is, <laughs> is going to be listening to us? And that's really flipped. Oh. People who we know, there's a few who, who regularly listen. Yeah. And I, I'm thankful for that. But there's this whole community of people of whom we have two of them. Just still just, they haven't gone away yet. Just chilling. Just chilling, just listening, listening to the pot, checking things out. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Great. What's that on, on the Twitter? On the Twitter. There yes. we go. At best film ever pod. Yes, Do you want to be a, part of the conversation? There it was go. a Christmas present from Ellie a couple of years ago. Yeah, Ellie. And uh, this, Dwayne brings that up. He says, difference from episode one is massive. Almost everything we've come to expect is there. The age game, the flippity flip flop, all fully formed. Yeah. The deep dive is deep. Of course, <laughs> Ellie's still there. Great memories. There are some lovely messages, some from people we haven't heard from recently. And that's the nature of things like this. People come, people go. Yep. 
here this year's selection. Ian does metrics at the end. I'm happy to see my scores mostly align with his. Although I'm not happy about how low Grand Budapest is. Ooh. Not a favorite of mine, I'm afraid. Not a favorite of yours. I think that was Ellie and Liam, wasn't it? <laughs> taking that one down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys weren't fans. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, a, a slight somber note, just to end the, the birthday activities for a moment here. Um, our friend M from Verbal Diorama um, lost, hey, her, lost her cat this week. Oh. Yeah. 18 years old. Bless her. And uh, we're all animal lovers here at the we BFE. Are. Yeah. And um, uh, that's pretty hard. I mean, Pip is the, the fifth member here off the mic. But, he uh, is. I'm As sure at some point the patrons will see him walk up. He tended to, we, we did some Walmart. video <laughs> some some video footage is being sent out, I think, later this week. He's our mascot, though, isn't he? He is our mascot. Yeah. And he's visually in about three people's thank you messages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just kept walking over while we're shooting. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so there we go. That's part um, and parcel. Let's talk a little bit about Back to the Future Part 3. Because mm-hmm. our first episode, we did Back to the Future one yep. our second episode we were back to the future two mm-hmm. our third episode or our third episode our third well our second birthday, birthday. Yeah. yeah third yeah the third movie <laughs> third back to the birthday. future part three we got so that. there we are um directed by robert zemeckis who of course previously did the, the other um movies but as well as who framed roger rabbit death becomes her nice little movie i don't mind that movie i went to cinema to see that did you back in the day and opening weekend just me and a mate and three others <laughs> oh, what, in, in the whole cinema? In the whole cinema. Wow. No, that's, that's how right. popular that was. Bruce Willis in a non-Bruce Willis role. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump, a little film that we've done an episode on before. Uh, mm. Castaway, The Polar Express, and Flight. And you know what? Flight is a banger. Is that? I love Flight. Is that Denzel? I've it's never Denzel seen Washington. you use the oh. word banger before. I know. That I felt like I had to do this. Surprise. No, I felt like I had to do this. I really... Hit. Is that one where he's um, an alcoholic flight? Flying pilot guy. Oh, pilot sword. <laughs> <laughs> flight, flying, flight guy. <laughs> flight driver. <laughs> Plane driver. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 yeah, a, yeah. he's a he's a pilot, but he's also a drunk. But he's a great pilot. But he's a great pilot. Yeah, yeah, that's the irony, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, we've got the screenplay, of course, by Bob Gale. I went into his back catalog outside of Back to the Future. Yeah. You don't really want to look. It's a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, music by Alan Silvestri, who also did Predator, who framed Roger Rabbit, Young Gun. Too love, oh, love young guns. guns. Too. Yeah, uh, Fern Gully was stunned to hear that. I like Fern Gully. Uh, Forrest Gump, Castaway, What Women Want, Captain America: The First Avenger, and of course he did like the main Avengers theme. Boom, boom, Yep. No, without the voice crack though. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the origins of the Western theme for Back to the Future Part Three line the production of the original film. During the production of film number one, Zemeckis asked Michael J. Fox what time period he would have liked to have seen in his own life. Oh. Fox replied he wanted to visit the old West and meet cowboys. And Zemeckis and Bob Gale were intrigued, and then just kind of put it in the memory banks. Oh, I thought it was Christopher Lloyd. No, it was a it was a, it was a Michael J. Fox call. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, the shooting of Back to Back Two and Three. I think we covered this. Yeah, yeah. They back. shoot back to back. Yeah, yeah. They knew they were going to be doing the next because they waited a long time between one and two. Yeah. And Michael J. Fox only finds out there's going to be a sequel after one when he watched the VHS. And so he <laughs> phoned and told his agent, "Like I'm in the movie, right?" It's <laughs> the first he'd heard of it. It's great. Um, so the films were shot over a course of eleven months, save for a three week hiatus, and uh, filming of parts two and three concluded in January 1990. And, uh, yeah, we'll hear a little bit more about that as we go along. Uh, although the schedule for most of the personnel involved was grueling, the actors found the remote location for part three relaxing because it was on location. Yeah, and I think I saw a documentary many years ago. Um, the town they erected is still there just outside California. Um, but well, it's, in, it's in California. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, in California, just outside like, yeah, it was, Los it was, Angeles it was, or wherever yeah. it is. And um, that's what I meant. That's right. And, uh, but there's still remnants of like the, the set. Even though it's a field now. Yes. There are remnants. Remnants of, of some stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still there. Uh, filming was halted when uh, Michael J. Fox's father died and when his son was born. That's a big Whoa. year. That's a big year for both those things yeah, to happen. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the photography in part three was a dream for cinematographer Dean Cundy, who agreed with much of his crew in his excitement to shoot a Western. They sought a bright, colorful picture for each scene with a hint of sepia tone in certain shots. And, of course, as they'd done previously, Industrial Light and Magic are all over this for the time travel sequences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, great. Well, uh, I went to see the uh, musical uh, just after Christmas. That's right. You did, too. And do you know what? Them special effects they use in that amazing. I really want to see that. Yeah, that's that, one I want to I see. I can't yeah. talk about it because that would be giving too much weight. And I want people to see it to believe it. Well, Back to the Future, the musical. The musical. Yeah, something yeah. I want to see. I, I got a list now of things I want to see. It is so good. When I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be Marty McFly. If that thing ever becomes open, I'm going to have to resign myself to, I got to go out for, for, for Doc Brown. I'm too, old. <laughs> I'm too old to play Marty McFly now. It's not happening. Hey, I thought I was too old to play a T-Bird, but I did last yeah, week. You did, that's true. <laughs> um, we started off with the Universal logo, and this was the first movie to use the 75th anniversary opening studio logo. Oh. And that version, without the text on the top and the bottom, but that version of the Universal logo, yeah, ran yeah. till 19 because oh. I thought it was going to be a little bit prettier, like the one where it comes around. It's all like bright and shiny. Yeah. When does that but one come in? That. Is that directly after Maybe this one? Maybe that's 97. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea. I was going to say, because usually they update those on like the Blu-rays and stuff. I think in your oh, hands a usually microphone. Usually they update those for the <laughs> Blu-rays. <and stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> Live and uncensored, we said it. <laughs> Take three. Try one more time. Usually they have the updated ones for the Blu-rays and stuff because of online. Thank you, Ian. There we go. <laughs> so, although it's been a year for us, these two films, two and three, are really six months apart. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So, I, I remember that. As soon as, like, number two came out, it was on the cereal box, because then it was three, and you're like, wait, what? Which helps, because two in many ways. I mean, it even had a trailer play at the end of, of the movie. But it even says to be continued. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, like, they basically go, and now here's the movie you're going to want to see next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this was uh, so audience would have to wait too long. It was estimated that Universal saved between ten and fifteen million dollars by uh, shooting them back to back, and then we hear the do 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 do, and I've written you got the same thing. I just wrote it down. I'm a happy man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just so great. It just reminds me of Christmas films. That opening. Does it? There's something happy about it. It reminds me of like of Santa like coming down a chimney. Like it's all dark and magical. It's just. Do you know what I want to know? You know how we have certain nostalgia with like our generation of movies. Yes, because we saw them as kids. Yes, I want to know what kids see in these movies now. Oh, okay. You know they look back at. You know, like today's children, like a twelve-year-old. It's interesting. My sister was supposed to be watching it with my nephew, who's six. Now, granted, a little bit different, but yeah, what would that be like? Or someone who was still the age that we were when we saw them? Because we were still now. Because that was still Ethan. He's only twelve. You think when you you give me too much credit? You think when they were filmed, right? And they were doing the eighties. We were living the eighties. Yeah. So everything was feeling like present day. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Where now, even going watching it now, it's not present day. It's looking. The future is not where we're in the future, but that's the past now. That's why it was such a big thing when 2015 came along mm. and they, the day Back to the Future day yeah. when they came back, and it was all a bit like they vastly overestimated what we were going to do. Yeah. Well, yes, but well, I'm trying yeah, to think. But it, like, but, I saw two first. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see one first. I saw I, two. I don't know if I saw two one three or two three one. Hmm. Two three one would make the most sense if you if two. I remember being well, excited I, I, about. I would three. be able to go back and watch number one then, wouldn't I? 
Well, yeah, but if like, it was six months, it's six months oh, where I could yeah, watch true, number one. True, true, true. I remember, I remember watching the third one very clearly, but I remember being excited for the third, so I must have seen the others. <laughs> Sorry, your dog is pushing his dog bowl into this room. <laughs> he's, he's like, like food. There's me. a little bit of no. kibbles in it. And he's, I think clearly, he wants more or something else. See, I think I saw it all in like one night because I got it for Christmas when I was, must have been like ten, and I just like went one, two, three in an evening because I, I loved the first one so much. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's, that's a blur for me. That's my contribution for tonight. Here we, we go. Still contribution. Need that button. This Thanks, Ethan. That's my contribution. And so we start with Saturday, November 12th, 1955. It's a Chiron on the screen, 10.03 p.m. And we see the end of part one and part two. Yeah. yeah. In case you missed either film, here's what we're going to do. And this sh- <laughs> this sequence is in all three movies. Yeah, it is. The part where like the, the, he disappears yeah, yeah. And, and we get the, like, the, the, the flames on the road. Yeah. And Doc's like, yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> it's around. great. And then you, and then then you see Michael J. Fox come running. Say, and when he comes running, <clears throat> And I'm just like, yeah. can I just say, I love the scoring in this oh. film. The music is so good. <laughs> and it really drives the story. Yeah. You know, the music. Uh, yeah, it's true. And and Marty <laughs> appears in his black leather jacket from number two. Yeah. And uh, he tells Doc, I'm back from the future. Doc goes, great, Scott. And he faints. And he faints this way. He goes rigid. And he falls on his back. And then his feet go up in the air. And they flop. I love that. I love it when he goes, I just sent you back to the future. And he goes, I know, Doc, but I'm back from the future. I'm back back from the future. Great, Scott. So I meet Marty Michael J. Fox. Uh, He compared the filming of all three movies to like being back in school. As it seems, someone was always teaching him something for the films. During the course of the trilogy, he was taught how to play guitar how to ride a horse and how to shoot a gun uh, that's cool it's not really my school experience it's the whole no but i'll tell you what that's the whole reason i want to be an actor to start with was to be marty mcfly or just to learn things no just to learn stuff okay because you get like um not your lines <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Good job. This is like all like improvised. This podcast. We actually have lines. Just so you know, when I do shows, I don't learn my lines very well. You're better at it. I'm getting better. Yeah, you are getting, I'm better. getting better. Yeah. yeah. And then also let's meet Doc Brown, uh, Bob Gale, and Robert Zemeckis. Figured that for this movie, they had already done everything they could with Marty's family. So the focus has shifted to Doc, and in many ways, this is Doc's movie. Of course. Yeah. Oh, much more so. Much yeah. more so. Yeah. Like there's times you get the third act, all Marty. He's doing his shouting numbers yeah, and looking yeah, at gauges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doc's got all the story, of which course. I never realized but until I, I sort of gave it a fresh look this time. But I like that. And a lot of people give this third one such a bad rap, but. I don't know why. I love it. Yeah, they're kind of Godfather 3, don't they? Yeah. Where they go, oh, the first one's great, the second one's great too. The third one, I'm like, I don't know. I, I like the third one. Every trilogy, though, even Star Wars, the like, Star it's, Wars is. It's yeah. really hard to wrap things up. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You think about the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, it's, it's really hard to end things. Mm. It's really easy to do the second one. You can go anywhere with the second one. Yep. And leave it anywhere. Apart from Tokyo, if you're in Batman. (laughs) Batman isn't good in Tokyo, you famously said once. That was Hong Kong, I think. Oh, it was Hong Kong. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. Hermes would have got that right. Actually, you know what? That's a good time to do it. Because I do have birthday messages set Improv. up. Look at that. I do have birthday messages set up. Let's go ahead. It is yellow. So it's to be fair, line. it's in the right location. Okay, we've got some birthday messages. I've only oh. I've only put in the, the buffer at the start and the buffer at the oh, end. Oh, so that's I new for you as well. not heard these. I love these. I love listening Even to people. Even with stats. 
Lestat didn't send one in. Uh, did he know? <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, hey, Lestat. I, I sort of I came back to him and said, did I miss this? Did you send it in? And he went, and someone got a hold and went, oh, no, no, we didn't get one in. I said, oh, that's okay. Oh. I just want to make sure I didn't miss you guys. So, yeah, no Lestat. But Still let's love see. You guys. Let's see. Let's see who did care enough to send a birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, BFE team. It's Russie the Postal here, just <laughs> dropping by to wish you a very, very happy second birthday. Aww. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing the podcast grow over the last year. You put out absolutely amazing content each week. You really do. All of you play a vital role in its success, of course. Ian, with your in-depth research, planning and hard work putting everything together. Georgia, hey, I'm with charismatic. your female perspectives <laughs> and finding reviews and age game answers. Ethan, with your knowledge and love of Doctor Who for the Who Do You Think You Are episodes. And Liam with... Um, um yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> um, um, just, uh, just turn Coming up. up with the random word? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all the best, everyone, and I hope the next you know year will be even bigger and even better. Cheers! Oh. <laughs> I raise a glass to that. That was one. fantastic. That was brilliant. I mean it. I, I did not. Coming. I did not listen to those. I saw that coming. <laughs> I wanted crying. to start strong, and I thought Russell the Posty would be an. Remembering well, my Russie the Postal. When I'm he like, said Jays. everyone has an important role, I thought, well, what, what the hell do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and then when he went, um, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, I've got how many of these? Have I? I've got thirteen of them. To get through. Yeah, not unlucky for us. Not unlucky for us. I'll tell you what, I'll keep going a little bit more. Uh, so, um, where are we here? Oh, so just a thing here. Uh, we go back to Doc's house. The score is still a ma- it's a mansion. Mm-hmm. He's got this mansion of a house. I'm like, I want to hear this story. How did an unemployed scientist get this house? <laughs> I think in the second one, there's like the Brown family. We're just really rich or something. Was it? I think. All right, because in the it's first one, it's like he's just in like like. Marty just goes by and hangs out in his garage. garage. It's just like a regular place. Yeah, yeah. Biff's little Trump timeline isn't like his um, Doc's mansion house like taken over and it's like family mansion or something yeah they might have reimagined it between one and two yeah it's yeah. so. like doctor found because number two he's just the guy in like the he's just the guy in the house down the road he's yeah, just yeah, the best yeah. stuff in his garage yeah yeah so uh we see uh but the score is romantic and poignant and wistful i'm very happy with those three <laughs> wistful wistful i thought it was quite happy oh, i like that uh, marty has a sleep and he's got a hoverboard propping his feet up so right at the start you go hoverboards here yeah hoverboards in play how do you power the hoverboard let's not ask that question. yeah, 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 yeah it's let's not its go with that special batteries that don't well need how you my power- phone can't make it more than like 18 hours <laughs> but this hoverboard which can carry someone of no uh, indeterminate weight yep yep hey, <laughs> is matter. it one person is it two persons it is doesn't it matter like, doesn't matter no, it does what you need it hey, the magic doohickey magic. is <laughs> definitely <laughs> the hoverboard <laughs> it's, it's 2015 we've we figured out everything <laughs> big 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 mitts hell sticker on it um alan silvestri through his longtime collaboration with zemeckis uh, returned to compose the score rather than dictate how the music should sound zemeckis basically treated it like he would an actor we've got julie <laughs> in the house now hey it's going down in the pm i love uh, how everyone's meeting everyone it's yeah it's great I love seeing the faces. Anonymous. It's better if they're joining and not leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do we have next then? They uh, want to see us trip up. That's why they're signing hey, hey. <laughs> We already caught Ethan forgetting how a microphone works. So there we go. <laughs> um, and then, so Marty catches the audience up on, well, Doc catches, oh, where am I at? 
got here? Oh, there we are. He said, treat the score like you would a character and make sure you get emotion out of it like you'd prompt an actor. Oh, you do, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and so it's morning time. Uh, we know that because Howdy Doody time goes on. Now, you, got, you guys don't know, don't Howdy, know is, Howdy Doody was a real thing. Okay. The Howdy only Doody. reference I know to Howdy Doody is it's a lyric in one of the songs in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, okay. Yeah, Howdy like, Doody was like a Howdy children's Doody. TV show in the... Was he a young cowboy or something? Was he a young cowboy or something? Howdy Doody. Maybe. Oh, it's Howdy Doody time. It's, uh, it's, okay. it's before it my time. It sounds cowboy Sure. I don't know. Howdy. Yeah, howdy maybe. Howdy, duty. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> when we did Grease, uh, the person who was playing duty kept going like, howdy, duty, Junior. Howdy. I, I, th- I think. I so, um, but he basically talks to a tape recorder, and I don't know how I got home, but it was a great, uh, and it's what we get is a great case of, do- oh, and then Doc gets scared by Marty, and he lands on an organ, and he's actually like producing his own <laughs> score for how he should be feeling. That was nice. Uh, Marty then catches, so Doc catches the audience on part one. Marty then explains how part two went. <laughs> well, we were, but then, you know, I'm back. I went ahead and then you zapped away. And Doc asks, how could you possibly know about it, future boy? <laughs> future boy. <laughs> you did that and he, well. And he goes, you sent me a letter. And I, like, this whole movie is like so much for people knowing too much about their own future. Because like he tells Doc everything. So what, and Doc tells like, him not to tell him anything. The Doc won't give any information one. to Marty, but no. Marty gives all the information to Doc. <laughs> well, he's a young, young kid, isn't he? I guess so. Um, and Doc Brown, we find it as a blacksmith in the Old West. Marty's instructed to destroy the time machine and leave Doc Brown in 1885. Doc says, who's Einstein? They go, it's your dog. Says, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then he's like, come here, Copernicus. Copernicus. <laughs> <laughs> they have the great names. They do. Uh, we get told we may have to blast. And what happens then is, oh, just a reminder, when he comes back in, we got to wipe his paws off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wipe his paws. Sorry, guys. You just got to <laughs> let the dog out. <laughs> Little dog situation here. I'm going to keep going. Who let the dog out? Oh, I do have to say this. Though. George, you're going to have to give me a thumbs up or not, because I've literally got a reference to you here. Calling it now, George's favorite part of the movie is Copernicus with the headlamp on. <laughs> Okay, she says yes, pretty much. Uh, we then get some exposition about uh, Jules Verne, and it's not light. Also, oh. he's like, have I ever told you about how much I love Jules Verne? And then he goes, based on the Wikipedia entry, Jules Verne was a writer in the, in the late 19th century. And yeah. Um, and he did the Poseidon Adventure. Uh, not the Poseidon. He did 20,000 Leagues. Yeah. He did the, H.G. Wells was the time machine. Yeah, that was I'm trying to remember, yeah. I can't remember either. Um, and then we find out that his initials are ELB, and he's buried a DeLorean in this cave in 1885. And then as they're going through it, Doc's like, oh, the circuit board filled. Look, it's because it was made in Japan. And then Marty says, all the best stuff's made in Japan. I remember in the 80s when all the best stuff was, was. made in Japan. It was. You wanted those Japanese names on your electronics. Yeah. <laughs> Sony. Sony, yeah. Toshiba. Yeah, you want you- Nintendo. Nintendo, sure, why not? Why? PlayStation. Wait, no, it's not Sony. <laughs> <laughs> no, PlayStation is Sony. Yeah. Um, Doc then wants to look himself up in the history books, and I'm like, surely he would already be there. This movie teaches us, like, you're not. Yeah. These things they happen in cycles, so you'd already be there. So you, if you looked yourself up previously, it should have. Yeah, it's a little bit of an issue with the. Uh, but your future's not continuity. already written, so you know. Well, you know. That's <laughs> um, my question is. They, they they blow like there's like cave all around them like all around you there's cave right yeah and then the next scene like they, they pull back some planks 
And oh, it's the DeLorean. There's still like all this like really like the whole speech about Jules Verne, like they're walking through this like cave. The next shot, no, the DeLorean's just in front of Doc Brown's house. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get it out? Don't worry about that. <laughs> and when they like were exploding things, it definitely didn't explode any part of the DeLorean. Definitely didn't hurt the DeLorean. No. Stainless steel. Nice. Heavy stuff. And then they Stainless find steel. <laughs> So they go to the graveyard for some reason and they find the most well preserved headstone ever. Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah, from 1885. Yeah. It's perfectly etched. <laughs> um, and this is our photo for this trip. We had the photo for number one. This yeah. is the photo for number three. We find out that Doc Brown was shot in the back by Buford Tannen over a count of $80. And we find out about Clara. Clara and the doctor. Clara. It's like we're talking about. Well, doctor who? <laughs> who do you think you are? What do we? Asylum of the Daleks. Which we did. The Daleks. The Daleks. <laughs> you can tell that whiskey. Which Judy was Oswin, Clara. Oswald, our first introduction. Yeah. So there we go. Love Clara in that. Uh, there's a picture of Doc Brown in front of the clock tower at 8.08. If you look carefully. I Is that a reference to 88 miles an hour? Yeah, I yeah. never knew that. It's also my uh, mum and my brother's birthday, 8th of August. That's my birthday. And what? it's also Ethan's birthday. Yeah. What if you read that backwards? It's also 8th of August. <laughs> what if you turned it upside down? It's, it's also 8th of there August. There we go. So Marty's determined to bring Doc home. Uh, they get ready for the trip. But before that, let's get ready for another birthday oh, wish. Yeah. Oh, George's now decided this is worth putting her headphones on for. <laughs> what? I, don't, I can hear you lot, can't I? Oh, it's for Pip, is it? Okay, so here we go. Birthday wish number two. Hello, best film ever. This is Josh G, host of the Film Effect Podcast. Oh, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, let's just get to what we're here for. And that is to, of course, wish you the best birthday ever. (laughs) You guys just keep doing what it says on the tin and covering the best films, and we can't wait to hear what you have next. Hey, thanks a lot. And Josh, of course, had us all on for uh, best month ever. Yeah. Yeah, and we wanted to share about our favorite movies. So thanks a lot, Josh. The only person to have us all on separately. Yes, that's true. That's true. And uh, and I've stopped calling him Ed. That's the important part. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's always good to hear from you, buddy. Um, So we get ready for the trip. It's a long walk, we're going to be told, in 1885. But Doc's like, it's open field. Don't worry about the Indians, is how he refers to them. It says a painting of the Indians. On the bottom of this... um, The cinema screen, isn't it? Yeah, it's a a drive-in. Now, how he knows 80 years ago it was still clear land, I have no idea. He really loves the Old West. He he knows his topographical... Didn't old man Peabody's place, um, when that, like the farm... Back in the fifty-five, when that field, I think it was not a forest. They like hacked down. True, I that was yeah, the whole thing because <laughs> it turns from like twin pine to lone pine. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Marty mentions Clint Eastwood and says, "He goes, well, what's wrong with the outfit? He goes, not like Clint Eastwood, is it?" And he goes, "Who's <laughs> that?" And he's like, oh, right, he's not famous yet, but he would be. But behind him, if you look carefully, there is a movie poster showcasing um, Revenge of the Creature and Tarantula, both from 1955. Both were some of the first film appearances of a then young and unknown Clint Eastwood. Really? Yeah. I've seen Tarantula. Have you? Yeah. Many years ago. He must be in some sort of bit part. Yep. I don't remember seeing him. Jack Nicholson in, um, was it Little Shop? Shop of Horrors, yeah. yeah. He goes, see you in the future. And Doc says, you mean the past. 
There we go. That's a mind boggler. It's kind of like when Ethan and I try and figure out when we're saying what's come out this week. <laughs> and we're like, we're recording this on Thursday, but it'll release Saturday. But um, in between, we're going to record and release something in the interim. I remember when it was like a month before releases, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not even yeah. trying. Yeah, that was nice when we were actually ahead by like an episode or three. We will be soon, I promise. Sure we will. Yeah, Ethan, yeah. Um, and of course, he time travels, and he goes right from the painted picture of the approach in Aboriginals to actual Aboriginals yeah. on horseback. Yeah. Um, I don't know how sensitive this is in 2022. Oh, it was cool and everything, and like and like the score is like is like drum beats, yeah. and like I'm like, ooh, I know. And then of course, right behind them is the cavalry. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Shit, the cavalry. That's the line. Um, and so I think the suspension in the Delorean would be shot 500 meters in. Yeah, of course. Oh, there's no way it could handle this at But did all. you know that the DeLorean they used in this is actually a fiberglass copy oh. of the DeLorean? Going across the... Oh, too, yeah, 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 The DeLorean's too heavy. Yeah, yeah I believe that. So I mean, uh, they use a fiberglass uh, outshell for... And I, I think as a VW Beetle, <laughs> um, they use as the chassis. That's brilliant. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I went green laning today and went up and down some hills. It was great fun. Cool. In a Land Rover. Woo. Was it dusty? Uh, it was in some places. It was sandy in some places. Well, yeah. did you know that on the side of Back to the Future 3, <laughs> it was so dusty that many of the crew took to wearing paint masks? That's I funny. love that. It's all right. I won't share any stories. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to get through today. We do. Um, and so Marty rips a fuel line and is chased out of the cage by a bear who's mad that Ian wouldn't let him tell his story. <laughs> oh, okay. So we and eats his boots. Marty then crashes into a fence post and he's knocked out. Let's knock out another one of these birthday wishes, Woo! shall we? So here we go. Birthday these. wish number three. Hey guys, it's the Yeet Meister here. Just want to wish you guys a very, very happy birthday. <laughs> he walks two off. years is a long time on the internet space, so congratulations on that. Here's to another how many years you guys do this. Can't wait to see what more comes out from the Studio of Awesomeness. Take care, everyone. And Yeet! <laughs> Come back. That's come back. Sh- it's safe to come back in the water. <laughs> Dude, that made my night. That was great. That was funny. <laughs> uh, people, obviously, you aren't watching this. Like, Yeet got right up and ran away. <laughs> he was out of here. He heard his voice, and it was like a cartoon. There was like a bunch of smoke in his shape, and it just drifted <laughs> off the screen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. And also, great. people watching, we finally have Pip on screen. Yeah, Pip is on screen. There he is. Back to the camera, but that's okay. Uh, and we meet Seamus McFly, and it's this great pan up. Like I was looking for where they made the swap. I'm not sure where. It's clever because you see his face, and then you yeah. pan up, and one shot doesn't break. No, and you get Mar- uh, Michael J. Fox as Seamus McFly. And I'll say this: his Irish accent for a movie. Pr- Wait, did you not realize this was? De- <laughs> no, oh, come wow. on. <laughs> Wait, there realize- are looks of judgment here. <laughs> did you, last year, did you realize that it was Michael J. Fox in drag when he played his daughter? Oh, you got mad at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you got was it you or was it Ellie? Someone, one of you got oh, mad I can't at remember. it. Yeah, but no, no, I had no idea that was. <laughs> wow, the entire time. Yeah, no. Make someone go. ginger and give him a bowler hat, and George is <laughs> okay. blind. I'm going to say this: you need to come in here with a bowler hat and just ginger <laughs> hair one day. And see what happens. He had to a be big sure. beard and a mustache as well. To be fair, right? I want to say when Mug J Fox do these different characters, right? I don't think he does them as well as um, Biff Tannen. 
the guy oh, Wilson. Uh, Tom Wilson. I thought Thomas Wilson. I think Seamus McFly's the best other one he does in the uh, series. Yeah, the best yeah. one out of the series. But because I thought he was really, I actually kind of liked the character of Seamus. I thought he was different enough. He was. Yeah. yeah. But, but Thomas Wilson does it. Oh, Thomas Wilson. Oh, that's a different, that's a different the story. Compared apples to oranges, like he he has it down to a science. Oh, yeah. Guy's amazing. Um, we then get a repeat of the famous Michael J. Fox Leah Thompson scene they've done in every movie. <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. Can we talk about why his grandmother wouldn't look like Leah Thompson? Yeah, that was really weird. Because uh, yeah. this is like on his father's side, like four or five generations back. Like Leah Thompson's his immediate mother. Yeah. Unless there's some like like crazy swapping of the family <laughs> tree going over. This should not be the case. Although I will say Leah Thompson's Irish accent is also excellent. It's I also like more Thompson. the fact that like Marty, he looks like Marty, but his wife is looks like his mom, and it's just it's a weird combination. If it looked like uh, what's the his girlfriend's called? I think the problem is uh, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer, if, if yeah. she looked like Jennifer, maybe that wouldn't be as weird. What? I, I, what that Marty's into on. someone who looks like his great great grandmother? You think come that's a better on, solution? Yeah, yeah. I don't. It, it, I don't know. But it, Hello, it, Grandma. I think, I don't know, especially when there's a speech about how he falls in love with Jennifer at first sight. I, oh no! <laughs> I think, oh, I think fair, this he is wouldn't have known his great great grandmother, probably. So well, this, he just did, though, didn't he? Well, yeah, but he already knows Jennifer at this point. So yeah, but then wouldn't right. be like, okay, why am I so into someone who looks like you can't go back and date Jennifer after that? No, maybe not. No. It's one of these moments I'll where I mean, you, you, you move, can't tell it? that they look the same. To be so fair, if I'm Marty, we still haven't really done enough therapy about Marty's mom, like like full out, just like trying to make out with him in the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I know, yeah. but you've got to make that quick link, haven't you? So sure movie's is. got a movie, and they want you to show you this, and, and you're it's gonna... the, hey, it's the same thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, that's, for that's, movie's got a movie, but that's, just that's yeah. what it's about. We get each film. You know what we do on this pod, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Um, what else do we have here? So Marty says his name is Clint Eastwood. Yes. Yeah. Clint Eastwood was asked for permission for his name being used in the film. He consented and was said to be tickled by the homage. I think it's great. Aww, that's lovely. There we go. I love Clint Eastwood. I really haven't seen much Clint Eastwood Aww. stuff. You know, re- ready for this? Yeah. I think this is the entirety of movies I've seen with Clint Eastwood in them. In the Line of Fire. Good End movie. of list. Good movie. What? I think that's it. You've not seen Unforgiven? No, oh, so it's good. one of the ones that's on my on my list. Gene Hackman, yeah. oh, brilliant! Yeah, I don't um, even know what Clint Eastwood. Do you know what? Like. Right, my favorites, and these are not great movies oh, for like the, people. Like, like the, the Dirty Harry films, or no, 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 no. I, lo- I love them, the Dirty oh, Harry the movies. Movies. I've seen parts like, of. No, I love I love all those. Yeah. But mine, my favorite ones are like Any Which Way You Can, Every Which Way But Loose. Um, Were the, they a sequel to each other? Because they got very similar names. Yeah, they are. Oh, okay, <laughs> it involves orangutan, um, and I also like Bronco Billy. Which is a nice little movie, but it's not like one of those best film ever movies. So yeah, there so we I go. Th- I think George and Melbourne when he like transferred to doing directorial stuff. Sorry, well, I think uh, George and I were born around the time that he became like a director. Well, yeah, because eventually he realized he's not like in the line yeah. of fire is one of his last leading leading roles. It's so good, but he like Million Dollar Baby says he had a great cameo in Rango. Rango, I've never seen Rango. Oh, it's a Johnny Depp one, right? Is that the one with the lizard? Yeah, yeah. John, Johnny Depp's the lizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we then go. He did, then he did the mule. The mule, the mule's yeah. all right. That's it's not a too weird bad. One. Yeah, I'll tell you what Marty thought was weird <laughs> is that at dinner time he asked for water and then he's given some <laughs> sludge, pretty brown looking liquid. Um, growing up in Canada, um, there were people who would have like like well water. 
mm-hmm. and it would smell like sulfur or things like that. Oh. It was like you couldn't drink the water. You would have to like boil it and dose not it. even that, but you would have to like just like put something else in it. Oh, so okay. you wouldn't drink pure water. You'd drink coffee or you'd drink and try and maybe they were so used to it. They'd sort of like, like when you go in like a house and the people are used to the smell of their own house kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 But it was one of these things where it's just like, oh, I couldn't get past it. It was so gross. But back then they never had sanitized water. And that's why back yeah, in. Yeah, but I'm the- talking like late 90s. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, I understand that. But, I mean, go back to the Wild West, and even, like, um, over here in England, yep. during the Victorian era, um, a lot of people drank gin, because gin was the only thing that was, you know, clean. fairly clean yeah. there for you. Wasn't the same with beer as well, like, too? I'll yeah. tell you what, when I went on... Beer oh, and ale, yeah. When I went to Cuba, it was like, don't drink the wa- drink booze, do not drink water. <laughs> we were openly told that, just drink the booze, because that's going to be all right. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. get that crypto. Dosperidium. <laughs> All right, so, um, <laughs> so Marty's going to go sleep thing. in the barn with the pigs, and Seamus keeps going, I got a feeling about him. Yeah. He feels like family. It's like it's like we're connected. Yeah. <laughs> and he meets his great-great-grandfather. It was quite, it was quite good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And he meets his great-great, it's better than it was last week on The Departed. Yeah. And he meets his great-great-grandfather, William, and he's always holding up a baby, going, oh, so you're my this. Yeah. All yeah. right. First big fly born in America, which I guess... You know, in America, is part of the sort of experience, the story. Who is yeah. the first generation born in that country? What's America? 200 years old? 200 and almost 50. 250? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be 2026. It'll be 250. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That absolutely boggles that, my mind that, living that's here. The, that's the math that I bring to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, was no, just a couple like, years ago. It was what boggles your mind? How I added that so quickly? No, because a few years ago when we were in London, it was like Canada's 150th birthday yeah. or something. Yeah. And like... To someone who's always lived in England that has been around since, like, 1,000, yeah. it's it's insane that some countries have only established in the last 200 years. That when just I, boggles my mind. When I came over here for my interview, uh, we were doing it in Barry St. Edmunds, mm-hmm. and they gave a... I had, like, an hour and a half, two hours between my second last and my last interview. So we walked around the local area, and it just so happened the cathedral in the town was offering tours of its library. Which it only did like once a month. We're like, yeah. okay. So we went upstairs and they gave me this book that was like 800 years old. Yeah. A book that literally like a bookworm has like gone through and like you can see the hole where it's just yeah. eaten yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. And I flashed back to doing my history degree in Canada and being asked to put on these little cotton gloves that were not made for man-sized hands. My <laughs> hands aren't huge by man-sized. They're all right. But like they, would, they, would, they wouldn't come down <laughs> like... That's ha- a marker. <laughs> no, it's, it's just because these gloves were like so little. Yeah, yeah. And I had like like barely touched with tweezers and things like that in case the oil from my finger got on it books that were like 90 years old <laughs> and i'm now touching my bare hands like a book that's 900 yeah. 800 years old it was amazing that's crazy so yeah our relative scale of history is so different it's insane i mean we've got a tree in the village just up the road that is was around when king henry the eighth was on the throne that's Whoa. crazy like, which yeah. is yeah, like is. to me that's normal that's but, magic yeah it's, it's yeah Tell you what else was magic, and that's the construction of Hill Valley for 1885. Um, so he goes there with this terrible Irish hat on that Seamus has given him. And one of the first things we get, and there's a lot of payoffs. If you've seen the first movie, the second movie, there's a lot of payoffs to the third movie. So we get uh, Stadler, horse, there's a horse dealership that's, that's owned by the Stadlers. Mm-hmm. And in 1985, it was Stadler Toyota. In 1955, it was Stadler Motors Studebaker. So it's the same <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have the mayor, to the best I could hear about the mayor who, because I guess he no. wouldn't be because the mayor's black yeah, in, yeah. in 1985. And then in 55, he gets inspired as, a, as like a... Uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, you, you probably don't want the rest of that story in 1885, but it was a different kettle of fish. Um, and so this wasn't the same set. Some people say it is. It's not. The filmmakers built the 1885 Hill Valley set from scratch. I think the manure cart says Jones on it all the time as well. Like it yes, I do have that. Then, Very yeah. good, yeah. Actually, it's my next note. Manure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, manure. A. Jones. In, a, in 1985, it was D. Jones in 55, sorry. So there we go. I think it was T. Jones at one point. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, according to the making of Back to the Future 3, the documentary, uh, the manure consisted mainly of horse feed pellets. Noting that pellets pretty much look the same going in and going out of the horse. Yep. Uh, nice. Just different smell. There's not much to digest <laughs> on grass. So and, they, yeah. and we see the clock tower being built in the backyard. I want to know what happened to that clock tower. Um, Got struck by oh, lightning. There we go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, not that <laughs> Not that clock tower. We go to the tavern, and he goes there. Marty wants ice water. At which point, after your thing yesterday, like, give yourself a don't thought. Expect, yeah, maybe right? don't do that. Yeah, yeah you can't have... <laughs> and three old guys make fun of him while three hookers look down on him. These three old guys are like classic old Western actors. Really? And oh. the one guy's voice, I swear it's the voice of the Sheriff of Nottingham from, um, from Robin Hood. What, you think that's... Um... Oh... Gruber, he's Sheriff Nottingham. In- Hans, Hans Wait, do you mean the animated one? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 the animated Robin. Oh, the animated one. Yeah. One with the foxes. I'll go yeah. do a check. Oh, okay. I swear that's the same. I know that voice. I swear that's who that is. He's a distinct and voice. And if it's him, for one of them, it was the last movie they ever did. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's really They were cool. all classics, and they wanted to bring him in for a sort of a shot there. That's nice. And so he's told that he'll have a whiskey. The bartender. So I don't know why the bartender asks him, what do you want? Because yeah. then the bartender's like, Pips <laughs> just made himself a fort on the couch. Would you believe it? It is. He's also is it? Yeah, yeah. I see it. I know. Pat Buttram. There we go. What a great name. Well, I've, I thought it was Pat Buttram, so I've I, I got to do this just because it's got to happen, but... Uh, Acknowledge me. Oh. That's right. There we go. And tell you what, someone else is kind enough to record something to acknowledge us. So it'd be oh. nice if we if we actually had them here again. So ye, you know, you're good for the night. You don't have to worry about. Uh, that is a I got I got him just as he was downing a giant thing of water. <laughs> yeah. so, I keep seeing those, and I really want them. I, actually, you know what? I, I'm quite up with the idea myself. But here it is, number four on the list of happy birthdays. What do we got? What's going on, everyone? Yay. This is Julian from It Goes Down in the PM. <laughs> He's not running. Coffee after dark. Oh, and we just want to wish the folks that best film ever pod happy, happy birthday. birthday, happy birthday, best film, best film is your birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Woo! Hey, that's amazing. That's brilliant. I love when people bring a little creativity, a little bit of their personality. It's always weird to sort of be, in this case, like for us to be watching them as we're listening to what they've recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something in that. So a massive, massive thank you to uh, Juline. And I don't know Juline's husband's name, unfortunately, but thank you so much. That was good. Uh, who was yeah. hopping that and in? Julie was saying, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the sheriff. Yeah, it was the sheriff. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, nice. So I'm sure we're getting the name probably typed in here maybe or something like that. But um, Robert. Is it? Oh, it's Robert. Hey, thanks a lot, Robert and Julian. We appreciate hey. it. And appreciate you guys sharing the link to your... They got, they got married this year. Yay. They shared the link. It was a beautiful ceremony. It's always nice to get stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. you're making proper connections. It's you know nice. what I'm saying? It's nice. So um, then we hear out of no, oh, the whiskey's smoking. And then we hear in the background, 
Hey McFly, <laughs> which is the same, and it's yeah, usually yeah. it's the malt shop, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in the making, and we meet Buford Tannen, played by Thomas F. Wilson. Oh, he's brilliant. In the making of DVD, producer and screenwriter Bob Gale described Buford Mad Dog Tannen as Biff's worst intentions realized. <laughs> uh, he based his characterization of Mad Dog Tannen on Lee Marvin's Liberty Valance in the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Is oh, this okay. one you're familiar with? No, I'm not, but I'm familiar with Lee Marvin. Okay. Um, Marty again he's asked for who are you and he goes my name is Eastwood Clint Eastwood <laughs> and I'm like what kind of moccasins you wear in there what is this Nikkei <laughs> uh, it's interesting because in this country you guys say Nike Nike yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, bike. just a quick nod of the heads or a shake of the heads from our Americans uh, Yeet and, and Julene um, in, in America it is Nike am I right overthinking Oh, they're not. Okay, <laughs> it is Nike. Yeah, it's, Nike. It's, it's 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 Nike for us in Canada. Nike, Nike. We yeah. say Nike in New Zealand. Dude. That's a lie. Okay, oh, you're not very say. good at those. No, you're no, not. I'm not. No, the great comeback is they say, "Well, you don't ride your bikey, do you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fair enough." <laughs> you got a point. But I mean, I the still English Nike. language can't really like do anything because, but it's not English. It's Greek. Those, those. Oh, well, yeah, but like the way we pronounce things. Yeah, because the Greek <laughs> goddess of victory has the point behind it. Is it you and your aluminium? Wonder how it is aluminium. <laughs> is aluminium. But no, yeah, Nike's aluminium. the Greek goddess of victory. That's why that's why yeah, that's where it came from. Uh, there you go, you learn something new today. Every day's a school day. Yep. It is. Um so we find out that Buford doesn't like Mad Dog as a name, and they shoot at McFly's feet. And they're like, Dance, boy, <laughs> dance. And he dances. I don't know if you know he dances. He does the There's yeah. some sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound effects are done by the guy from Police Academy. Oh, <laughs> Sick. Michael Winslow, who made who's like all about the fancy That's like brilliant. voice, he George did the really sound. Confused. If you listen during the, sorry, if you look during the, the the credits, he gets a special thanks credit. That's oh, cool. Yeah. There was this guy on a, on a set of movies called Police Academy. They're not very good movies, but <laughs> there was this not guy. Too bad. It's like hokey fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like airplane in that same. It's not never. Good, it's but probably fun. unlikely to ever be reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. It might be a wild card then. <laughs> Police account. You want to use yours for that? All right. <laughs> Julian likes them. So oh, does she? Go. Okay, yeah. there we go. They're funny slapstick. Yeah, that's yeah, what they are. They are. That's yeah, what yeah. they are. Yeah. And they're not, you know, I, you know, when I was nine, I thought they were funny. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of tells you kind of where the humor probably sits. Are they a bit like hot shots? They're not as spoofiest they're, 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 they're not, not full out spoofs no they're more okay. they're just spoof. more like low level comedy really simplistic kind of plots okay but there's like, one guy whose who's gimmick is he can make all the noises that you could imagine and that blew oh, my mind me. I can do that that oh, blew my mind me. knowing <laughs> no, no, that he actually think. did those yeah because I thought they were like foleyed in yeah is that the right word yep yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the parrots that make the dripping tap noise. It's like, how are they doing that? Yeah, like, this guy's insane. Yeah. When we're done, we'll go ahead and we'll look this up. He's well, it's brilliant. like Naked Gun. It's not like straight up a parody. It's more like just a bit of a quirky comedy. It's it's still Naked Gun. Still though, more spoofy. That, yeah, there's that one suit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, where are we at here? Uh, oh, dance. so he dances and then he stomps on a board. And I don't. I guess it's a piss pot of some sort. I yeah, it was a spit bucket. Spit, a spit like a, thing. Yeah. Oh, is it a spittoon? Spittoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, but like Buford just wears it, yeah. yeah, and it begins. You know, it's 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 the chasing that happens in every movie, yeah, where you know Biff and all of his goons go running after McFly. Um, shooting a set, film on a film set in the old west was appealing to the stuntmen who were all experienced horse riders, and lots of people wanted to do it, 
but Thomas F. Wilson, who played Buford Tannen, performed his own stunts. Oh, I like it more now. And spent a great deal of time learning how to ride a horse and throw his lariat. Oh, Ooh. good laugh. So, um, lariat? Yeah, I guess I mean lasso, but yeah. Lasso, yeah. yeah lasso. I don't know. Lasso, we say. Oh, you say, wait, you say lasso. what? Lasso. Shut it's up. It's a lasso, right? It's a lasso. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. so stupid. Lasso. No, it's a lasso. Back me up, uh, Julian and Yeet. This is stupid, it's right? Lasso. lasso. It's a lasso. It's a lasso. Yeah. No. He's, he's just going, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite polite, but no, you're right. This is that stupid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ryan was on our side, so you know. Well, there you go. Yeah, there is. Dead Redemption. Woo! They say lasso. Look at this rank. He's an ensign, and ensign never overrides those above them. They just they just make it so. <laughs> no. Come on. Um, what do we have here? So then he actually he gets Marty really quickly, drags him through the street. And they says, we got ourselves a new courthouse. High time we had a hanging. Let's remember for a moment how small this town is mm-hmm. and how big this courthouse is. <laughs> <laughs> there is no need for this courthouse to be one-fifth the size they're building it to be. There's some forward thinking they got going on here. This is going to be a tremendously unsafe city. We need a courthouse big enough to handle it. Do you know, right? when I went to America for the first time, I went to Hollywood. I remember walking down and looking down the street and that looked like a Western town. Mm-hmm. You strip all the modern stuff away, it looked like a Western with the, the high um, advertising boards. Yeah. With the, the supports and stuff. Yep. It looked so much, and I could see it. I could see that Western town from what it had came from and what it is today. I mean, that was back in, what, 2002? I'll take your word for it. You know, so it was, so it's really weird. So I like how they build these um, buildings back in the 1800s and how the towns get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and still keep that um, periodness throughout, which I like. And I like how the birthday wishes get bigger and bigger and bigger each time through. So let's go ahead and let's hear from mystery caller number five. I don't even know who they are. I've just written happy birthday one, two, three, four. (laughs) I have no idea what I've ranked. Mystery caller number five. Best film ever podcast. Happy two-year anniversary, people. Um, This is Matt from Bigger Movie Podcast. Uh, From myself and the gang, bloody well done on two years. (laughs) I love that. Fucking awesome podcast. We love you loads. And yeah, let's get uh, that collaboration going, yeah? Um, Anyway, hope you all have a good one. And yeah, speak to you soon on the flippity flap. That was like the <laughs> It could have only been more British to it. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. Hello, <laughs> yeah. uh, water. I think I'm going on there to do Kill Bill. More? Oh, which nice. I've never seen. Oh, but I went, yeah, I'll do Kill Bill. If, if you just scroll up the chat again, uh, Yeet was saying about how he was agreeing with me and Liam and not actually with you. So just to, just to point out. That's unlikely. No, it's not, he was saying it was a long, long is... O sound, not a, not, a, not a U sound. See? I think I'm poorly communicating that I agree it's a long O and not a U sound. Lasso. Yeah, it's not lasso. That's 100% on no, board with me. Long, long O would be ooh. Lasso. Lasso. No, it's O. It's not ooh. No, it's lasso. No, because so why would he say it's not a U sound? It's like the O was drawn out, so it's like, oh. It's not lasso. You know what? We had a good two-year run before Yeet got involved in this discussion here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I quit. 
All right, let's go ahead and jump on to this. Uh, uh, don't, don't say things like that. Ian's always right. There we are. <laughs> we have an impermanent form there. Oh, wow. um, Feel free to leave again. <laughs> oh, oh, come back. Oh, my Get word, Liam. What have you back. done? Come back. I just got an email. It's been, the Patreon's been canceled. Dude, we love you, really. It's all gone wrong. <laughs> we I'll tell you what. We only t- rip the people we love. I'll tell you who it all went wrong for. It's Buford Tannen. Because <laughs> Doc Brown is there. Because they, they hang him up, right? Yeah. And they lynch Marty. And Doc Brown shoots him down. During the scene where he is lynched, Michael J. Fox was actually so accidentally actually got, hanged. Yeah. And rendered unconscious for a short time. He records this in his autobiography, Lucky Man. Cool. Yeah, Not so lucky the, that day. Jeez. The stunt string that was supposed to hold him bungee doesn't, didn't, doesn't do it didn't yeah. thingy yeah i thought they held him around the waist You'd whatever say. it was didn't work that yeah day. so they he would have had a bungee around his waist and if that doesn't activate when they drop him he he'll just be hanging by his neck rather than the one that's on his jesus waist. christ why would you do that filming in it filming yep well <laughs> Uh, Brown owes Tannen $80. Uh, there's a whole idea about, you know, t- Tannen never paid Brown to begin with, and so he's wanting to pay for the horse because he shot it because he got mad. It's $80 in, like, now. Uh, it's, like, $2,300. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh, but by the way, if I can just say one more time about that, uh, that lovely birthday message we just got, uh, the fact that he went, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 I was like, just, just, I just want that on, on like, on like iTunes, just the fucking awesome. I mean, you know, it'd be really cool if you could have like audible reviews on. You just click on yeah. it, get people just saying yeah. things. Yeah. And cool. that way you'd know if it was the same person all the time, just Maybe like changing their voice. On one of our buttons on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I only have eight that can be on the home screen at any time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Doc sees Marty, they embrace, and he goes, What idiot dressed you in that outfit? He goes, You did. <laughs> And then Marty goes, hey, remember that rule about not showing you about your future? And Doc goes, yeah. He goes, here's a photo. You die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Someone tells Doc that uh, he volunteered to pick up a new school teacher. And her name's Clayton. Clara Clayton. And he went, oh, because they had already warned him about Clara. He goes, I don't know any Claras. And Marty tells Doc about the busted fuel line. And the problem is, well, there's no gasoline. Without gasoline, we won't get you home. And how would you know about a fuel line as well? is big well, how would who know how would how would doc know about a fuel line what would he know what a fuel line is he's not from 1885 he's done he went back <laughs> yeah, in yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay oh yeah, yeah, yeah um here's the problem with this setup right mm. there's more than one delorean in 1885 the one in the cave is still in the cave oh yes so why can't you just get gasoline out of that one and put it in and fix the fuel line take the fuel line from that one because that is too easy. Wow. And also, that, wait, no, they could just get a new fuel line. Ignore me. You can just literally hit the fuel line yeah, off the yeah, one yeah. and put it on the other. And then yep. you can... And you can transfer some gasoline over. Ah. And also... Ah, hang on. Wouldn't that cause a, a paradox in the space-time continuum? It's this an whole easily trilogy causes a- <laughs> What? Because bringing it back to 1885 wasn't enough for one as it was? <laughs> no, I mean, don't they say about if you can't touch each other, you can't, you know... 
We had Marty your- McFly crawling above himself playing Johnny B. Good in the second movie. Yeah, but he in doesn't touch himself. In the first one, he stopped Doc from dying. <laughs> oh, I'm not asking. Oh, the two matters. I guess it could the be. The same I guess matter it can- can't sustain the same. Then fair enough, but I need, a, I, I need a little bit of dialogue to tell me that then. Doesn't that mean. Yeah, but they do say that in the second, I think. Yeah, but it's asked me a lot to remember that in the third. You know, so I'm thinking the they car, even though it's an animal object, can't sustain the same. Well, then just patch it and then take the. The petrol out of it. Marty wrote a letter in the first one telling Doc not to. I'm just, to, I'm to just thinking on my feet. You know? so he didn't How does the DeLorean allow itself to go back to the same place and time where another version of itself exists? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It's twisting my melon, man. There we are. <laughs> Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. Uh, and so there's the, we find out it's going to be the train. And the question is, could you get to 88 miles per hour? And they said, well, yeah, if you found a flat enough and straight enough piece of line, you could do it. And if you look carefully, Clara's in the background because Doc Brown's decided I'm not picking her. Up. Yeah, yeah. If they don't pick her up, I can't fall in love. And they go, look, it's they fell right by this Clayton Ravine. And they go, oh, they don't even click Clayton Clayton clock, click. I don't know. Yeah, they don't clock in that this is the name of it yet. They go, oh, they must have changed it for some reason. And then out of nowhere, they're they're looking at this long end of track that goes off into nothing because the uh, it's not been finished, hasn't been finished yet. And help me! And this is basically everything Mary Steenburgen does in this whole film. Yep. Help, help me! Help me! And she's got some horses that are out of control, and she's got a little two horse wagon, and they're gonna fly off the edge into the ravine. And but she's rescued, and it's Clara Clayton. I have a question. So I have one too. Do you have the same question I do? I Probably if not. she if she dies and it's called the Clayton uh, Bridge, how how do, how how is she Doc's love on the uh, epitaph? If she was supposed to if yeah. she was supposed to die that day, how is she Doc's true love four days later? But also because they already Cause know from his beloved the, yeah. Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, even but she if he, can't be his beloved if she dies and he's not there. That's what in the first Ethan place. and I are yeah. saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. But also then, if he doesn't go and not pick her up, then they meet. But then why is it called the Clayton Bridge? Or does she throw herself off the bridge these two things, on? These two things can't coexist. She can't yeah. both be the one he falls in love with and writes his name on the headstone, but then also still exists as the person who's going to be Clayton Ravine. Yeah. Yeah. If they let her fall off, everything everything goes okay. Yeah. It'll be a bit easier when it's... Yep. There we are. You wouldn't, have to, wake, you wouldn't have to wake him up. Oh, we don't see it. Just don't, All of a sudden, they're just walking back. Oh, yeah, too long. Oh, it's just a visual joke. It's In all real it is. life, isn't she married to Ted Danson? Yes. Oh. Long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Came into my head. Ted Danson. Ted Danson is Sam Malone. Michael. Yeah. Michael from The Good Place, but yeah. Sam Malone. Yeah. And Three Men and a Baby. Oh, Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Good shout. Uh, the character of Clara Clayton's in reference to Clara Clemens, uh, Mark Twain's daughter. Oh. Clara uh. Clemens went on a sleigh ride with her future husband. I am not making this name up. Ossip Gabrilowicz. <laughs> and the horse took fright from a high, from a windswept newspaper and bolted while Gabrilowicz lost control. At the top of the hill, next to a 50-foot drop, the sleigh overturned, throwing Clemens out. Gabrilowicz leaped to the ground and caught the horse by the head, stopping it as it was about to plunge over the bank, dragging Clemens of her dress caught in her runner. Wow. wow. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> wow. The role of Clara Clayton was written with Mary Steenburgen in mind. Uh, when she received the script, she at first was going to say no until her f- the, until her kids who loved part one hounded her. Well, there we are. Threatened to throw her off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's believed that Doc's kiss with, uh, with oh, sorry, we'll talk about that later. Clayton Ravine uh, was named after a teacher, Marty says. And uh, my question is, as he's saying this on the walkie-talkie, no problem with the walkie-talkie, Doc has a daily printed calendar. 
He does. It's like August, September, August, September 7th, Monday, September 7th. I'm like, how does he have one of these? Yeah. Who knows? That's a very modern contraption. He wouldn't wouldn't have took that back with him. (laughs) Obviously, he's just got this. This is the one luxury I cannot leave with. He just had it in a DeLorean just in case. Must have been, yeah. We have uh, new messages if you scroll down. Oh, what do we have here? We've got uh, Ian is always right. I agree with that one. We've already read that one. Oh, I don't think I gave it enough, enough time. Uh, oh, wait, is talking about Lasso? What's going on here? Still talk about, Still talking about click Lasso? About, click on the red thing. I, I'm sure, okay. So t- oh, there we are. Okay. Ian is always right. Oh, it's, it's... It's having a bit of a moment. It's having a bit of a moment. Oh, well, never, just, just, leave, just leave it. Yeah, I can't do that. Ethan, I don't know if you can hit the page down on the keyboard. That's the only thing I can think of that would do it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going back in time. We're talking about slapstick movies now. We're back to... Uh, uh, I've seen almost all of them. As Larry and Moe Curly became cops. Oh, it's cool. That was it. Uh-huh, that's cool. <laughs> Have we spent all this time for that? <laughs> plot holes. Oh, there we are. Okay, there we are. There's lots of plot There's holes. There's never Ian's always right though. There, I like this. Oh, I like no. this. There we are. That head is getting I'm so, bigger. I'm so glad we spent the time looking bigger, for that. Actually, I'm bigger. I'm bigger. I'm um, bigger. <laughs> tell you what. Um, let's talk about. Well, let's have another message. Oh, another message. Bring me down a little bit less of me, a little bit more of the BFE, shall we? You guys are cheering too loud at that. So here we are. (laughs) Good evening or afternoon or wherever you guys find yourself. Congratulations on your second anniversary to everybody over there at the BFE crew. It's been uh, another productive year full of lots of highlights. Um... Do you guys remember when you reviewed Empire Strikes Back? Do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember when you crapped all over it? Uh, Do you remember I, you I owe remember me twenty dollars? Um, but no, I mean, after that we had the uh, the time Liam gave Greece a ten out of ten. Do you guys remember that? I remember, I remember that. that. Do you remember that review? I do. Ten out of ten for Greece. Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) All joking aside, guys, uh, to keep a podcast up and going for two years, it's it's not an easy thing. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort, especially getting everyone together, watching the film, and then putting in the effort to review it. And I think you guys uh, have done a fantastic job ever since I started listening. So here's to many more years, and hopefully uh, you guys are just, you know... Nicer to movies that take place in galaxies <laughs> far, far you know, away, far, far away, <laughs> a long, long time ago. But oh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that of course, me. that is Dad Mackles. Thanks a lot, oh, Dad. That's brilliant. my 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 countryman. There, hey, it's almost May. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, <laughs> Does he forgive me because I gave a higher rating on Was it the Best Lease? Yeah, you you raised up. Yeah. You raised it up. <laughs> YouTube, all I do is talk about Star Wars, so I'm sure he'll forgive me. There we are. So, um, yeah. Well, thank, thanks a lot, Dan, though. It's, it's yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that you do owe me $20, though. Hasn't he got a great voice, though? C- oh, yeah. CM Punk, it's all I'm saying. Um, oh, Dan Mackles? Yeah. Great voice. Lovely voice. Great voice. We have yeah. some we have some listeners uh, who have podcasts, and some of them have fantastic voices. Those those male baritone kind mm. of People tend to say I've got a pretty good voice, but uh, I'll tell you what, when, when, I, when I hear others, like uh, Dan Mackle's got a great voice, Hermie's got a great voice, yeah. you know oh, what I mean? Julian said she'd like to have either mine or Ellie's voices. She so, has said that, I remember know. that, yeah, yeah. You mean you wouldn't want mine? 
<laughs> there's some movie models. There was someone who got a hold of me once that his father is from Norfolk and he heard you talk and he's like, who, who is that? What is that? Is there someone from Norfolk on a podcast? <laughs> They've discovered technology. I don't realize how Norfolk I am until I go until you out say of Norfolk. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't realize how Norfolk I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't hear it. I think my ears become attuned to yeah, the, you have. The, yeah, yeah. the Norfolk in you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, let's talk a little bit more. Uh, this is a side note. It was somewhere here. I meant to find it. If you look carefully, the editor of the Hill Valley newspaper in 1885 is M.R. Gale, a tribute, of course, to trilogy screenwriter Bob Gale. Okay, yeah. So the plan is we need to get the train to push the DeLorean to 88 mm-hmm. miles an hour. The fastest train at that time would go 45 miles an hour. <laughs> Therefore, Marty and Doc Brown were faced with the existence, uh, the task of doubling the speed of the fastest steam engine at that point to be exi- to, to be created. Yep. So there we go. But we find out with a little schematic, and there's a point of no return. I'm trying to remember. Did I hit this? Was this the sixth one? Did I hit that I right? So, I think yeah. it was, yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that. Uh, and the point of no return, and it's like if you get to this, what is it, like a wind? It's a windmill. Mill? Yeah. yeah, and a yeah. and a little uh um little tower or yeah, yeah, Does that yeah. ever come back into play? Yeah, we do see it. Yeah, we do yeah. see it. We do see it. Is it mentioned at all? Yeah, he's like the no, I'll give us film credit. It didn't hit me over the head with it. No, no. Yeah. That's the point of no return, Doc. You said I, I think because they did. set it up, I felt it, thought it was gonna be something yeah. more they than it say was. It when they're going, did he go, That's the windmill? Yeah, he said I don't think he goes, That's the windmill, that's the point of no return, you said we couldn't or does he? I think they do the mention it. Ian's nodding, so I'm gonna go yeah. Yeah, they do mention it. Sounds good. And he has got a back to the future poster behind him, so he must be right. Does he? Yeah, look at the yeah, car. That's what I said when it's we out of time. Oh, it does too. Wow, excellent. Da-da, da-da, Woo! Of, wait, no, um, back in time. Um, well done, bud. So <laughs> the uh, oh, enter Clara, and she invites Doc to the town festival after a little small talk about a telescope. The festival. If you put it this way, it goes blurry. If you put it this way, it goes everything becomes clear. I'm like, I think you just described how focus works. Well, not how it, telescope it, works. it becomes Clara. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, so we go to the festival, and the mayor dedicates the clock. And you know who was supposed to play? Well, who was offered this role? Clint Eastwood. No, no, that would be cool. Though. You're, you're not that far removed. Some mayor of uh, who's an actor? Think a much higher post than mayor. Oh, Ronald so not- Reagan. Ronald Reagan was offered a role wow. to do this. Ronald Reagan was a huge fan of the first film. Oh, and so they thought, let's get him in there, and it would have been his first film in thirty. Pip. It would have been his first film in 30 How years. How cool would that be? That would have been cool. Well, there's also the joke in the first one. It was like, who's the president? Ronald Reagan. The yeah. actor? The actor. So it would have come full yeah, circle. So, but I'll tell you on, what. Ronald, why? Then we get the band, and the band is definitely ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Yeah. Uh, or as they would say in Canada, ZZ Top. Um, <laughs> double back again. Um, according to the book, Billy Gibbons' Rock and Roll Gearhead, ZZ Top was hanging around the set and was asked to be the town band. During one take, the camera broke. While waiting for the camera to be repaired, Michael J. Fox asked if they would play Hey, Good Looking, which they did. Afterwards, more requests were played. Two hours later, someone inquired if the camera had been fixed. Robert Zemeckis went, Yeah, it's been fixed. We just didn't want to stop the party. That's great. How often do you get like, a private concert with ZZ Top? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant play them all <laughs> yeah again coincidence hanging around the set 
just happened to be there. Yep. That's cool. Uh, the photograph is taken. Again, it's 808 to remind us of 88 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. The photographer at the festival is the film's director of photography, Dean Cundy. Oh, oh that's cool. I love oh, things yeah. like that. that that's really cool. Brilliant. We go to a Hill Valley dance party. Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, the Hill Valley Festival dance team proved to be the most dangerous. Why high school musical Because they, they dance. Uh, for... <laughs> For, for Lloyd and Steenburgens, uh, their overzealous dancing left Mary Steenburgen with a torn ligament in her foot. <laughs> this film is meant to kill people. Uh, before the new courthouse clock is set to 8 o'clock, uh, it can be seen behind Doc and Marty when they're looking at a map of the ravine where it reads 10.04. That's the precise time it's going to stop in the future. Uh, the marshal comes by and confronts Tannen. And if you don't look too carefully, you might not pick out, but that's Principal Strickland. Oh, I did. He has that same voice. Do you not realize this? Liam's gave me a look there. It's because he says, he says discipline. It's because he's got the long hair. That's Principal Strickland. They put a wig on him. Because the little boy comes in and he's like, like, discipline. discipline. He's like, I'll remember remember dad. Must have been him from father to son. that one. Did you get that it was the same actor though? No. Okay. I knew it it was the same character though. No, it is the same actor. He just put a wig. So this is the baldest man there ever was. And gave him this long, long wig. (laughs) He looks good with hair. He looks good with hair and a mustache. Yeah. Wow. Julian didn't notice. There we go. So, wow. yeah, you have to look really carefully for that one. Because I was looking today going, it is, right? And I went, yes, it is. But it took me a while to get there. I didn't see it. Yeah. It's not on the screen now. Uh, <laughs> he has to leave, though. He's got to leave. Ah, oh, bless oh, you, buddy. Oh, take Thank care, you. Dean. Thank you very much. You. Thanks for staying. <laughs> He's like, if Liam can't notice the difference between those two people, the same is the same. I'm not, I'm not watching it. this anymore. I'm out of here. There we go. So, um, such is and so on. Uh, the marshal goes by, confronts Tan as Principal Strickland. Uh, Marty meets Seamus again. They talk hats, and he goes, hey, Frisbee. <laughs> um, Mad Dog and Dog Brown. Uh, Buford is the ultimate cartoon bad guy. He's like, maybe I can dance with you, woman. Oh, woman. so creepy. I'll get my $80 out of you. He's so creepy. And he's like, mm, yeah. Like, <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of thing. I mean, a musical. He, this guy would be great. Like, music, like, basically, this is what I tried to I do when, I was, when I was in Oklahoma, yeah. when I was Judd Fry. I yeah. was about to say that. This is basically what I was doing. Like, mm, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. don't. It's worse <laughs> in the microphone. It is. <laughs> I remember at one point, uh, I'm supposed to come out and confront the happy couple yeah. because I was the villain, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying to steal the girl. And I come on out. No one's seen Judd Fry for weeks. And I come on out, and it's their wedding day. And I say, hey. But first, and I wipe my hand. Oh, no. So I wipe my mouth with my hand. I was like, I'm, like, I'm going to kiss the bride. Oh. And I remember I heard some woman in the second row goes, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, good. Because I got, like, no direction on that one. I was coming up with all this myself. Oh, I was like, great. I just want to be like the – because it's really hard because they kind of, like – um, oh, what's the word they use today for when they tell you? They totally gaslight him. They yeah, totally yeah. gaslight him. I'm like, okay, he needs to not be the victim. How do I make him like, you have to be okay with the fact that he's going to die. Plot. Yeah. Sorry, spotters. Um, <laughs> but you have to be okay with this. How can you be okay with this? Like, what's the worst thing I can do in every situation? Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. like punching them. <laughs> Yeet says you were just channeling your inner, inner uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in the department. I didn't get to see it because I was in San Fran. Yeah, it was, Really good. Uh, <laughs> he was very good. Yeah. The he show was, was shit. Uh, oh, the show was that's that's too far. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It was mediocre. That's fine. I don't like Oklahoma. Uh, there we go. Um, so, um, oh, so she kicks Buford when they're dancing. Probably the fourth time it was like, 
I'm going to get my $80 out of you. Oh, stop and it. then kicks him. And then Tannen's about to shoot Doc when there's a Frisbee that knocks the gun. Like, this is very cartoony. Pew. Knocks the gun out of his Pew. hand a little bit. So he shoots the, 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 the hat clear off Doc Brown's head. Yeah. Um, and Marty. There's a sound effect there as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marty uses a Frisbee pie plate to knock a gun out of Mad Dog's hand. The Frisbee pie company started in Connecticut. Their pie pans were thrown on the campus of Yale, and this eventually led to the invention of Frisbees. Hey. Huh. And we didn't talk about Marty sort of trying out guns. Yeah. And he gets one, and he doesn't do it very well. And they go, let me try another one. He shoots everything down. And he goes, how do you learn to shoot like that? Oh, it was like, where'd you learn to shoot like that? Yeah. And he yeah. pauses and goes, 7 Eleven. Shout out New Haven. What does that mean? The place. New Haven. What, what, what's 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 New Haven? I don't know, but I know it's somewhere. Okay. Julian's going to give us some more information on that. That's where oh, Yale, oh, Yale is. Okay, yay. yeah, New Haven. Yeah, so is that in is that Pennsylvania? Is that what I said? Connecticut. Connecticut. There we are. So there we go. <laughs> oh, George is bringing sounds, more into our like he's taking a wee. Um, <laughs> Marty gets given a uh, a free gun and gun belt, um, but before this, uh, Marty just goes, "Lighten up, jerk!" And everyone looks around, going, "You know what that means?" And like, <laughs> no, one. no. And so they go back into it. And they shrug, and Buford wants a duel, and he goes, "Not so. We'll do it tonight." And they go, "Sheriff's got our guns." We'll do it tomorrow. We're actually robbing the stagecoach. <laughs> All right, we'll do anything Monday. They're like, no, okay, we'll do it Monday, which is great because it's, it's a little funny. bit of comedic yeah. stuff because I love Thomas F. Wilson. Oh, I do. He's I think so no, brilliant. No word of a lie. I tried to get Thomas F. Wilson. Did you? I did. I, did. Oh. <laughs> oh. I know. Um, but he goes, what about, I want to do it 7 a.m. I do my killing before breakfast. And Marty goes, 8 a.m. I do my killing after breakfast. <laughs> There's also when they'll be out of there. And then Strickland comes in. I don't know where he's been. It's a small town. Yeah. But he breaks it up. And then ZZ Top proved they should be the Katina band in Star Wars. Because, like, <laughs> start the music, and it's the same. It's the only song they play it all night. <laughs> I want that mashed up with. Katina Brown's have a second one, which is just the same, but just slow, like. <laughs> I think it's the better one. Um, thanks, Ethan. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Star Wars portion. Um, Marty gets a free gun and gun belt. Because uh, the guy who uh, says, I want the gun that killed the Buford Tannen to be a cult. And this is where uh, Seamus tells us about his brother, Martin McFly, and how he died with a bowie knife in his belly. That's a really similar he, name to Marty McFly. It's really similar. Ooh. It causes Marty to think about himself and the way he lives his life. Think Aye. about your future, Mr. McFly. Oh, it's all... It's, oh, no, I wanted to do it the same as you. <laughs> he goes, it's all I ever do. And then Doc Brown and Clara, and they talk about Jewel. They're at her house. They talk about Jules Verne. And uh, Doc says, when well, I first read it, I was a little boy. And she went, it's only been published for 10 years. Yeah. He goes, let me feel like a little boy. <laughs> and they kiss. And this is often misquoted as being Christopher Lloyd's first on-screen kiss. Not true, actually. He no. kissed a rabbit. Probably his second. <laughs> uh, his first on-screen kiss was in Clue. Oh, Ooh. I love Clue. It's a nice little film. I yeah, looked. Yeah, yeah. Not eligible, but I, I did look. Oh, that's a shame. It's it's a, I, I can see myself bringing something like that as it's a wild like a card. Cult, I, I do yeah. like that. It is or good. like an anniversary. This is what could have like, happened. This is what may have happened. This is why I should happen. Anniversary. I'm just going, oh, what else Christopher Lloyd done? Um, the next like when, when Clue is having an anniversary. Oh, I see. I gotcha now. See, <laughs> no, it's difficult because it's, in. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. While I recapture my... Uh, let, let's, let's roll the dice here on one of the other birthday meetings we have. The red one. The red one. 
Uh, it can't be the red one. They're in an order. So let's go ahead with this one here, shall we? The, oh, the orange one here? The, the red one. Is it red? Yeah, it's definitely okay. red. Hey, guys. Hey. This is Carlo from the Movie Loot. I'm here at the Sierra Leone airport. Just got in. There's a choir singing the hymn. So I'm looking forward to meet you here and congratulate you on another year of great content and good stuff. I mean, we had agreed on this last year, right? Second anniversary, Back to the Future 3, Sierra Leone, right? Right? <laughs> in the meantime, happy anniversary. Sierra I, I thought he'd done some serious like production values and given himself like a back. I'm like, it's very Christmassy, isn't yeah. it? Uh, that's brilliant. Because when, when I started up, I just listened to the first little bit. So I just got some like some choral singers. I'm like, all right, I guess. I it's going to be Reverend Bruce. But Sierra Leone, yes. Yeah. So it's I not for COVID, you know, yeah. maybe. Oh, maybe. I'd love to hear from them. It's, it's yeah, from Sierra Leone's yeah. country. Yeah. But uh, lovely to hear from Carlo. Thanks a lot, Carlo, for everything and everywhere in which you contribute. BFE. Big fans. Yeah. So let's take a look here. Um, the next day, Marty does a little taxi driver in the mirror. And he's like, you looking at me? You talking to me? You're actually talking to me. I'm the only one here. I don't know why I'm doing like this. <laughs> um, and then he, he adds to it like the go ahead. Make my day. Yeah, the Clint Eastwood reference. Yep. Uh, everyone loves Clint Eastwood, but Doc loves Clara. He's looking. He's walking around. He's smelling the air. Um. That's where also the hood you came from is what New Haven. That's there we go. Julie everyone knows Juline, just like how in Hill Valley, everyone knows Clint Eastwood. Woo. There we are. And so uh, they see the gravestone and Marty's still going nuts about being called yellow. And Doc says, look at the picture. And now says Clint. And the name's erased, but it hasn't gone yet. The headstone's still there. Yeah. And Doc says, this is what leads to your accident. And then he won't tell him anymore. And I'm like, you're a jerk. Marty has saved your life like four times over yeah, now. Yeah, come By on. By telling you what happens yeah. to yourself. Yeah. yeah. That evening, Doc says he's going to stay with Clara. And Marty tries to tell him to come home. And he appeals to Doc's sense of reason and science. And it works. They put the DeLorean on the track. Marty considers, why don't we just take Clara to the future? And he goes, no, I've messed with time already. And I'm like, yeah, by putting her in 1885. Actually, you taking her to 25. Sorry, 19, 1985. Sounds like it's a pretty good solution, doesn't it? Because it's you've already kept her where she should her already be. Like right now, be all dead. she's doing is fouling stuff up. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's less of an issue. And when they put the DeLorean on the tracks, yep. the train that they use and stuff, aren't they bigger? I've got this. Like, the real base wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, at Clara's, uh, she invites Doc in. She'd be fired. <laughs> if you were to, there was a handbook. I remember when I was at the teacher's college, they showed us this handbook of what, it, what the rules were for teachers in like the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, if you invited a man into your house, you are fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because you scandalized the town. See, Ooh. this is why she also should go to 1985, because she's already old, making massive uh, faux pas in the 1800s. There we go. Um, he says he loves her, but can't take her with her. Take him with her. Can't take her with him. My bad. <laughs> Uh, he then comes clean about, and she slaps him, thinking that he's abusing her, his knowledge, and she loves Jules Verne to spin a whopper. But I guess if he knew nothing else, that's what you'd go with, isn't you it? You would, wouldn't you? So then he goes to the bar and nurses a drink and just comes clean about the future. And this is where we see Harry Carey Jr., Pat Buttram, and Dub Taylor, our hey. three classic actors. Um, Marty gets them in the morning, but Doc hasn't touched a single drink. No. And they go to leave, and he drinks his whiskey and passes hey. out. And we have here 
celebratory whiskey that we said when Doc gets to his first, we are going to have our first. So I am opening the Open shot glass. In my Julie Newmar one. I am not good with whiskey, but that's a big that whiskey. A big tell me how much tell whiskey. me how much you want, Ethan. <laughs> oh, that'll do. All the way? Oh, no, that'll do. Oh, that'll do. Okay, yeah. there you go. Very little. Very little. This is going to burn. How's that, yeah? Yeah. All right, Shit. Georgia is filling her shot glass <laughs> with some pink monstrosity. This is massive. I don't know if, like, the people watching, this is going to kill me. Mine's raspberry, vanilla, and uh, meringue gin, so. You don't have to do it all, Ethan. I'm sorry. Here we go. Tinky, tinky, clinky, clinky. clinky. All right, so. To two years, the BFE. Oh, two two years. years. Great Scott. Great, Great Scott. Scott. And here we go. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, ah. Yeet just down something. I saw almost something there. Julian had a nice. drink as well. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's actually quite nice. I'm, I'm all right with what I choose. You know what? That wasn't too bad, Ethan. Yeah, Master Distilled. <laughs> But you know, Ethan, how did you do the whole thing? Doesn't quite have, doesn't quite have the, sk- the, the smoke coming out. I'm not really a whiskey drinker, but maybe as I get older. I always have maybe. that one for a special occasion. Who? What is this? You said it was... It's Master Distilled yeah. Jack Daniels. Oh, shut up. It's actually really nice. It's like a it's special anniversary How much one? more am I talking if I buy this? I think this was like 35. Like Uh, like twenty five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So I'm paying double. Yeah, it That's was like really a, smooth. It was like a special nice. edition anniversary one for like one of the original distillers. Well, thank you very much yeah. for bringing that. Oh, yeah, thank idea. you. I'm so glad I don't have uni tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I ain't got to sing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He says whiskey is great. Whiskey is whiskey yeah. is. Oh, I had a I had a guy I used to work with who tried to make me into a whiskey guy. And he was like, oh, I need you. He wanted the whiskey drinking buddy. And he kept trying people. And everyone's like, was like, no. Nah. Ooh, like proper, like proper Scottish whiskey. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm just Single like, malt stuff. oh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like smoky. Like it felt like what they poured yeah. on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just insane. But that's lo- That's lovely. The yeah. English whiskey distillery is only about an hour from us. Is that, oh, really? oh, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so, uh, he then drinks his one shot, and unlike us, he then passes out. <laughs> we cut to Clara cutting by an one-way ticket to San Francisco, and Marty's like, we got to get him up. And they said, let's make some wake-up juice. And I don't know what all the ingredients what are. What is the wake-up juice? It looked like a Caesar is what it looked oh, like. Oh, okay, it does, But yeah. they, like, emptied, like, a whole bottle of what looked like Tabasco in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love Tabasco. I love Tabasco, and I love Caesars. I'm if anybody's Caesar's. listening and we don't know, oh, there we are. So there's some children. Yeah, we have that in the shops hey, here, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 Or Kalua. Um, One of the two. I like it. I like yeah. it. There's some other things I like a little bit. I mean, I like Frank's. I do. Like, Frank's extra hot. Can you remember the days when I hated spice? Yes. <laughs> you literally just ate, like, chips. Yeah. We'd go yeah, to, we'd, a, we'd go go to, go to an Indian, Indian restaurant. And you'd have chips. Yeah. And you'd have chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and like, and, and like the, the people who own the restaurant would like make fun of you, <laughs> I and I would go, "Oh, he's English." Huh? We'd laugh because <laughs> I'm going, "What's the hottest you got?" <laughs> but look at me now. You're much better, much oh, much yeah, better. See? Um, so, um, what am I going to do here? Let's do, let's do another, let's do another one. I think we're at eight. Yeah. I think we're here. Yes, because we just yeah, did the red did, one. This is the, the red orange one. Okay. Films, the final frontier. (laughs) These are the voyages of the podcast BFE. 
It's continuing mission to explore strange new plots, to seek out new scripts and new cinematography, to boldly go where no film podcast has gone before. Hey guys, just wanted to say happy birthday and keep up all the good work. Thanks for making me feel so welcome and putting up with some of my strange Star Trekness. And <laughs> um, here's to another great year. It's a shame Ed Sinegan's not here right now, but I'm not a giant Star Trek guy, but I love me some TNG. And so that's my opening. Picard, what's what's TNG? Next Generation. Oh, okay. So Captain Jean-Luc Picard and that era of it. I actually quite like Voyager, to be honest with you. Voyager was okay. Only reason being, a mate of mine was heavily into Voyager, and every time I went around there, he was always playing it. And he goes, honestly, right, Voyager is life lessons. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, here we go. I got Julian saying Voyager is my favorite. I love Voyager, yeah. Something, I have what never she seen. Said, feels like this is music to smoke to. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming this is back to when we were asked what our favorite strain was a year ago. There So, is the ends in slightly uh, Scottish? Probably. Picked up on a Scottish yeah, There was some rules. Yeah. Is, is he Welsh? I think he's Welsh. Oh, I, oh. I think he's Welsh. I think it Because he said previously, I think the Welsh flag was the greatest flag in the world. Oh, okay. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Doc wakes up from his Caesar. A Caesar. Oh. It's a Caesar dream. Yeah, well, it's a Caesar dream. <laughs> a Caesar is like a Bloody Mary's cousin. But it's got like Clamato juice instead of. Uh, oh, really? Wait, what's a Clamato? Clams and tomato. Oh, I've no. made you a Caesar. I've yeah. had one. I don't think you guys liked it. No, because no, oh, you put celery salt it. on mine, and I don't like celery. Oh, it's part of it. It's, oh, I love it, celery. It, it's a savory cocktail, which was, is really weird to hear. That was weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you either get it or you don't, but like, oh, I love it. Cold tomato, like oh, I love chopped tomato. Maybe you know, if like, I had more Tabasco in there, that's maybe. What it, yeah. Oh, no. It's it's lovely. Maybe yeah, because you were quite mild at that point. Maybe it'd be different. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make some Caesars. Yeah. Nice. Your mother with like the funions. Oh jeez, Funyuns are gross. Um, <laughs> he wakes horrible. up. He's got a. He's got a. It's just like like those onions we get at like onion uh, rings. Like the onion rings we get at. Like oh Tesla. really? Oh, I love those. Yeah. Um, he's just a reflex action. He puts his head in the trough. It's a fun little joke. But now the problem is Buford Tannen has shown up and wants his duel. Seamus shows up to support him. He says, "They go. Well, I think we see you here." He goes, "Ah." Just can't help but think that my future had something to do with it. Uh, uh, which is like, which a tee hee hee. We yeah. know that there's from the future. Yeah. Uh, it's eight o'clock. He goes, eight o'clock, and I'm calling you out. And he goes, it's, it's early. He goes, not by my watch. And I'm like, watch is an interesting word because I know you have pocket watches, but I don't think yeah, you just yeah. call it. Wa- it felt a little bit like it was a pocket watch. How are they just installed? Yeah. Um, Marty then says, I forfeit, which was great. Forfeit is like, what does, what does forfeit mean? It means you win, but nobody dies. He goes, <laughs> no shooting. No, like, no, not <laughs> no <out of> that. <laughs> uh, He goes, you come out here and, or what? He goes, what happens if I don't come out? And then the, the randoms in the bar are like, everybody will say everywhere that Clint Eastwood is the biggest yellow belly in the West. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buford's counting from one to ten, and he gets to five, and then no, he gets to six, six. and then he has to look, and the guy beside him goes seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Which is a great visual gag. It is. Um, to, uh, to, Thomas F. Wilson doesn't get enough credit for, for what so he does in this good. series. Brilliant. 
Uh, the traveling salesman happens to she. He's on the train now because uh, Doc was talking to her the previous Tim the previous day, and he's like, "Oh, I've never seen someone so hard up by this little girl." And I'm like, yeah, "I hear your language, but Doc's like an old man." Yeah, the term "little girl" is a little concerning. Yes, I mean yes. she's not exactly young looking either, is no. she? No, no, no. But she's not. Well, be interested for the age game. I don't think she's as young looking as uh, as he is. Um, so Marty and Doc try to sneak out the back, but they get Doc. Uh, Clara, meanwhile, gets her positive confirmation that it is Emmett Brown. She pulls the emergency brake and stops the train. It's her Rachel and Ross moment. Did she get yeah. off the train? Did she get off the train? <laughs> I got off the train. I got off the train. Um, it's because of the flangey. We have there. We go. We have a close up on Tannen with the gun. And uh, Marty, sorry, Marty comes out to rescue him just before a ten moment, and they get for their duel, and they're right across from each other, and he goes, "Draw." Marty goes. No, <laughs> and he drops the holster, and Tan's like, "Too bad," and he shoots him. Do you want to know an interesting fact? Sure, I, I think this is true. Um, Julian might be able to back me up on this. Um, when you uh, have a duel, yes, um, anybody who pulls the gun first normally is the one that get killed because you react quicker to someone doing something than you react to yourself. Okay. Apparently. I think it depends how quick the person is at shooting. Yeah. Because if they're straight... Duels aren't... No, but what I'm saying is... Duels aren't really a thing in America anymore, buddy. No. Uh, No. I mean, (laughs) we have no gun culture over here. We don't have gun... You're right. We don't have 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 any culture over here. And when I was living in Arizona, I mean, gun culture was huge. It's not Texas, but it's close. It's not that long ago. Sure. You'd know the history or know more of history. But I think in the back of my mind... Julian, we've got that you think Funyuns are delicious. Do you know anything about <laughs> dueling and <laughs> who dies first? It depends if it's Old West-style shootout. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit different now. It's a bit yeah. different now. I think that was, I think that was the reaction. You react quicker to something than you react to See, I think now with like Red Dead Redemption, I'd be much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're slow and red that you die an accuracy back then was not wouldn't be thing. wouldn't be very good no, no, right. no, yeah. uh tannin shoots him and we hear metal go ping and down he goes seamus is like really torn up buford is like and he goes <laughs> over him and then he like grabs like the, it lifts his shirt up and there's like a steel plate underneath it and he hits him in the head with it i'm gonna mark one out from our wrestling peeps here right now because this was kind of done like a version of this was done in wrestling once i remember this there was a guy called goldberg and goldberg was this giant invincible monster uh a good guy but you know and then there was bret hart bret the hitman bret hart. from canada canada's, canada's own bret hart yeah. and they were just shooting an episode of nitro in toronto and um Goldberg charges at him and spears him. It's a big finishing move or one of the finishing moves. And they both go down and then Goldberg doesn't get up. And Bret Hart does. And he was wearing his hockey jersey and he lifts it up and he strapped him like a metal plate to his stomach <laughs> so that when he spears him, I guess the, the, the gimmick is that he knocked himself out. And I went, ah, it's Back to the Future 3. It's Back to the Future 3. It's great. In Back to the Future 2, they have like the scene from a Clint Eastwood movie where I think he does that. And um, Oh, that's true too. Yeah, it's like, hey, use your blue face. It's a fistful of dollars, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. 
Um, we've got some comments here from Julian who says, I'm just getting the bottom half of it, but there were better guns, whereas the pre-revolution... Pre-revolution. Pre-revolution, they had muskets, which were, yeah, <laughs> muskets are not going to be your friend in a duel. <laughs> How quickly can you stuff this in here? The uh, um, Old West had better shooters, and yeah. whereas... Well, it's a proper revolver, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah, yeah. pre-revolution, they would kind of like fancy on the like counter 10 type thing. So it was. it depends which one you're talking about. So McFly and Buford have a fist fight, which ends with the gravestone being broken. And of course, the picture disappears or the gravestone disappears. I don't know why the photo doesn't disappear, but such is. Um, Marty gives the gun to Seamus, who's going to trade it for a new hat. Um, <laughs> and trade it for a new hat. We need to consider if Marty had killed Buford, then Biff Tannen would never have been born and would have been erased from existence, probably more than likely, which then also means, how does that mean for us? It starts a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So here... We, there was supposed to be a scene because when he gets arrested, it's not the marshal who arrests him. It's some other guy. Oh, okay. And it's because there was supposed to be a scene where like Tannen kills, kills Strickland. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. And they, and they cut it because they thought it was a bit too much. That is. Yeah. Oh, that explains why he talks to the kid in it because then you've already established Yeah, we've established he passes yeah. it on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't keep that in. But I'll tell you what I'm glad we did keep in. And that's this birthday oh, wish. Woo! Here we are. To Ian, Liam, Ethan, best film ever, crew, <gasps> myself, Justin, Sean, my brother Andrew, who has no idea who you guys are. <laughs> I'm so confused. And Thanks, Corey. Andrew. <laughs> we What's just up? we just want to say happy second anniversary birthday. We're even confused as to what to consider this. But from happy us happiness. to you, happy two years of doing the damn Congrats, thing. Congrats, guys. Congratulations, yes. And many congratulations. more. Yeah, congratulations on your existence. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone had one too many beers. <laughs> uh, uh, that's Ad from the Film Effect podcast, hey. largely leading it. Uh, forgetting George's Georgia. existence. Yeah. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, um, Georgia, 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 Georgia. I know. I mean, I'm a female voice in that, and like, you know, sometimes they go or like they get hidden under the male voice, but I'm still acknowledge me. <laughs> I, 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 I hit the button, but yeah, we're to, <laughs> you know what? I can still do that. There we go. Like, like four screens back, or but acknowledge me, acknowledge yeah, Georgia. You. There we are. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, Thank you. I've been on. I had a chance to go on their sh- this show and talk about um, Hateful Eight. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Sean's Sean's got a voice. Sean on that show. He's the guy who came in at the end who was like, Yeah, I'll be existence yeah. guy. It's like really low, low voice. I'm like, giddy up, yeah. Yeah. So your voices I wish I could trade mine for, actually. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there we go. Um We all feel that. Do, what? Just <laughs> trade your voice. Shut up. <laughs> uh where are we here? Um Clara runs back to Hill Valley and just misses them, but finds the time machine model and kind of almost goes, Time machine, and then turns it round to the camera so you can see the words "time machine" right <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, the next time I call the day we caught the train or train stopping, um, <laughs> but also uh, the most pointless like like time crunch scene. Yeah, because ever. once Buford's out of the way, you really could take like a week to do this. They yeah. can wait for the next train. You they don't, don't have need to, to rush yeah, because they're on like a sidetrack and that. So you can really yeah. like you can go back and patch things up with Clara. Yeah, yeah, almost as if. Oh they my were like, God. oh, we probably should finish this film. Yeah. I love time travel. <laughs> Marty and Doc get on the train, and they get to the, the, the actual engine, and the guy, uh, the conductor goes, is this a hold up? And they look at each other, they go, 
It's a science experiment. <laughs> Zemeckis wanted to create a spectacular climax to the film. He coordinated the actors, a live 46010-wheeler steam locomotive, pyrotechnics and special effects, and countless technicians at once. The most grueling part of this whole process was that he was editing part two while filming this part of part three. Wow. And he bore the brunt of a process over a three-week period. While he was shooting the train sequences in Sonora, he would. Uh, Gail was in Los Angeles supervising the final dub of part two. Zemeckis would wrap photography, board a private plane to Burbank, where Gale and his engineers would greet him on the dubbing stage with dinner. He would oversee the reels completed that day. Look at the hat. And make, oh, that is cool. <laughs> and make changes where needed. Afterwards, he would then retire to the Sheraton for the night, and the following morning, he would drive to the Burbank airport so he could board a, a flight back to Northern California and shoot the film. Jesus. Wow. So I think he even had, like, M- uh, Michael J. Fox in the first one, yeah. when he's doing Family Ties and then doing yeah. the film. That's insane. But now he's doing both. Uh, Julian has to go. He's got oh, hey, do your show. Have fun with that. Bye. Thanks Bye, for Julian. being on it. Have a great show. And uh, Anthony and Davies, we actually caught your uh, your birthday wish while you were uh, while you were absent. That was very that awesome. Was, Thank yeah. you very much. That was very good. Um, so Marty's in the DeLorean, and we definitely see the hoverboard we in do, the back yeah. seat. Yep. They're like, make sure you see that. All of a sudden, Doc's like, there's three exploding logs. I'm like, this would have been good to know earlier in the film. Yeah. <laughs> it will make things go faster. At which point, I'd be like, oh, okay. this seems really manageable now. Where do we? This might be the magic doohickey. It <laughs> is the, magic the hoverboard logs. and the exploding logs. Oh, yeah. definitely. And we find out if the gauge hits two thousand, the boiler will explode. So we've got okay, we got some sort of gauge gauge watching. We love gauge watching here also, on the BFE. I'd just like to point out the red zone, which is where we're told the red log will explode, is at two thousand degrees. Yep. Yeah. So it's like oh. so. Clara makes on the train. The first log blows up, and she almost like she's like grabbing onto it with her hand. She's like this is degree angle. this is not the Clara that we saw when she was like almost like getting taken <laughs> off the edge <laughs> by her horses. No. It definitely isn't because I, I said when we were watching the end of it, the the width on those shoulders. It's definitely yeah. a male. Then she, then she yeah. climbs on top of this like car, which just got wood. Would surely you be able to go so much faster if you didn't have this this this. Oh yeah, car of wood, but they need something to climb over and make like a distance because you wouldn't yeah. take this with you. It makes no sense. No, nope. but the second one goes off. She gets knocked back and goes, "Golly!" <laughs> <laughs> Clara then she's trying to shout to Emmett. Emmett can't hear. Emmett's like he's not, like. There's no way this guy's getting in, in the DeLorean without killing himself. No, nope. okay. there is no. Like, he's looking at. Him, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, guy. You ain't doing this. <laughs> no. Nope. And then we hear, that's my little choo-choo. And identifies herself. And you see at this point, they pass the windmill, the point of no return. All Michael J. Fox is doing at this point is going, 65, Doc! (laughs) 70! You got to create the tension. And they're like, we'll have to bring her with us. Or maybe Doc says that. But I wish I'm like, you can't even get in the DeLorean. How are you and Clara going to get into a moving DeLorean going 70 miles an hour with all McFly's crap in the back? (laughs) Dump the crap. (laughs) She's going to hang on. 
the boiler explodes. She falls down, is caught by her dress. She should be decapitated. She should yes. be. If not, then like her hair should get caught in the rails, and she'll just like and she be becomes decapitated. Yeah. Yeah. She becomes Strickland. We see the hoverboard <laughs> shift, and then Marty does as uh, sees it as well, and slips it to Doc. And there's no way, a hundred times out of a hundred, the old guy is letting it slip off like by him. <laughs> How does he catch that on his foot? Yeah. He doesn't. Um, we then, but he gets it. He gets to Clara. The theme plays as they hover away. Way, looking at each other in love what is the weight distribution of this because when he steals it off a kid the kid's like 65 pounds yep. you know what i mean uh-huh. it's like a child and now it's co- it's like one grown man is carrying a grown woman yep and it's still hovering and not even hovering at this point it's like kind of flying off the and where does it go where you want it to go yeah. how is he doing has doc ever used it before no no. Do you guys remember? We clearly saw. Sorry, one, oh, no, we clearly right. saw Marty had to learn how to use it and had to like you know like yeah. push his scoot, foot scoot. like he usually would. Yeah. Like Doc's done none of this. Nope. You remember the second one when like um the Biff Squad and all the robots the hoverboards were like, Hey McFly, they were like, Don't you know that hoverboards don't work on water? They were like ten inches of metal going like like high. Because, you know, the weight and everything. Yeah. And it's a kid, so it's like, you know, an inch or two of plastic. Yeah. But this is metal. This is no longer a hoverboard. It's not hovering. It is this flying. Is, this is flying. <laughs> yeah, no, but you are going at speed, so style. maybe that's why they it's peeled like off. floating it up and above. Yeah, they just peeled off. Yeah. Just, you know. I, I'm totally jealous of Envious <laughs> of this hat that Anthony and Davies has got. Oh, that's it's a great hat. That is so cool. I you get the do look like mine. Do they, yeah. do they sell them at the show? I feel like they would like that I would be a good. So. Well, it's, just, it's not number one. They I'm sorry, they, it's not number two. Oh, yeah, yeah, the hats are number two. two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They don't. They don't know. Yeah. I really want to like dress up when I go see it. Or I'm going to Comic Con in May, so I'm really tempted. To I'm going to shave tomorrow. my head and be Strickland. <laughs> I was. I was going to go with Jennifer. I'm going to tell the cast they're all slackers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the car. Oh, God. Oh. God's sake. Um, so we should all go. I'd be up for that. Um, and so uh, the car disappears, and the train crashes, and it falls down the ravine. And Georgia was really impressed because you'd made it here by this point. Yes, I when I was watching today, and uh, you went, "That looks really real." It's a model. It is a model. Uh, it's a model. It's a model, but it's, it's real, isn't it? Yeah. Like it is something. It's a real model. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. this is pre CG. Like you wouldn't do this with CGI. Like you can, well, when, you, really good. Yeah. when you look, you can see that's a model. Yeah, but it's impressive it because, because the sound is so good, yeah, yeah. you buy into it visually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We go back to 1985, and we I have love this scene. Eastwood Ravine. Yeah. yeah, and the sign for Hilldale. They're building the Hilldale area that he'll later, um, you know, live in. Then the the DeLorean is quickly destroyed by an era appropriate train, and the score plays sadly as Marty tells Doc under his breath, "Well, Doc, it's destroyed, just as you wanted." Does Doc have the hoverboard at this point? Yes. Okay. Cool. That's all I care about. Okay. So no, he he put it down and went, "Marty, your hoverboard." And they both died because yeah. he was like, "Your hoverboard." Uh, Ian says it's from Universal in Florida. The oh, that's that makes cool. Sense. Oh, wait, did you get to ride the Back to the Future ride that they replaced for The Simpsons? No. He shook his head and said no. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what we're not going to miss. Oh. And that's our next birthday shout out. Number 10. And welcome, 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 welcome to the BFE birthday party. My name's Dwayne Smith, and we have guests Ian, Liam, Ethan, and Georgia. Hi guys, can't believe it's been two years since you recorded that Back to the Future episode, and now you're recording part three. 
I've listened to you guys so much that I now count you as friends. Aww. Happy birthday, guys. Dwayne Smith! Dwayne Smith! <laughs> totally cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That. Buddies. Yeah. That's cool. Buds. Actually, it's always great when you get people who are... Uh, you know, some podcasts who chip in, and that's always great, but they're used to putting themselves out there. People who don't do that, they're not used to putting themselves out there. So whether it's Yeet or, or Ensign Ian, who, you know, you know, Yeet ran out immediately. Ensign Ian figured his time was probably coming up, so he ran out <laughs> in advance. That was very time appropriate. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it takes a bit, a bit more courage to put yourself out there as a singular. Yeah. And go, yeah, how's yeah. this going to go? So thanks mm. a lot. Uh, Poet Laureate of the podcast. A title that he got this year, I think. I think we had Before Sunrise in the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Because <laughs> we had that poetry thing, and then I was like, what? We did movies, remember? We've been calling him Poet Laureate for. Were oh. you on the Before Sunrise episode? No, I was on the episode after. Whichever one that mm, was. Don't know. I don't was know. It slow? Anyway. Was it? it might have been I checked my laptop, but it's over there on the TV, so there yeah. we go. Um, and so we get the smashing of a DeLorean. To film the destruction of a DeLorean, the filmmakers consulted with the engineer of a diesel freight train that would smash the DeLorean to pieces. When asked if smashing the car might derail the train, the engineer replied, are you kidding? I've been waiting to do this my whole life. <laughs> That's that brilliant. brilliant. Uh, Marty goes home and meets Biff and his family. Here's my problem is that Biff's supposed to be like fixed. But when he first goes up, he's like, hey, butthead, what? He's like, really mean. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, Marty, it's you. Yeah, oh, but he's like, Marty. It's like, what, are you just like really timid with McFly's? I guess so. It feels like it. Yeah, like he was like really aggressive at the start. Yeah. Um. Anyway, his brother asks him, who are you supposed to be? Clint Eastwood? <laughs> and then they come on out and Marty's mom talks to him. Marty's dad's in the yeah. background and says nothing. He's just a dude with sunnies on. It's not Crispin Glover, is no, it? No. No. No, because they were still fighting at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. number two, they try to make you think it's Crispin Glover. They do, yeah. And, and he's a corporate. There was though, a giant yeah. co- lawsuit about it, yeah. yeah. So I was just checking and I was like, he doesn't say anything. There's no way. Yeah, it's I was doing age game. I couldn't see him. Because if, yeah. if he did, he'd have spoke. Yeah, it's yeah, because you have, you'd have him speak. You would. Yeah. You would. Um, he wakes up Jennifer. and So here's my thought. Everything in your life is fixed, but still everybody ended up in the same houses. I was going to ask yeah. a question. Because, you know, econ- socioeconomic status doesn't determine what house you live in. <laughs> I have a question about this. Um because the Jennifer that we see here is this Jennifer that he left in the, the, the Biff Trump future. So that future doesn't exist. So she shouldn't be there. Yeah, that's the que- that's the thing is that everybody else who's there should be affected as well. Yeah, because remember he because puts her at the house. His like, brother's not where he left him, and his sister's not where he left. You know what I mean? Because when, when she's he, still asleep, but so in she's Back not to the Future moved. Part Two, he puts her at the house in like the the bad in the bad place, and he's like, I don't remember they're, your house having bars. Yeah, they're trying to pretend like she stays there and everything just changes around her, but, but we're not told not in any of our capacity that's, that's how, how that this works. Happens. No. Nor would she have memories of this. I think that was my question. Like, why didn't they go back for it? Because they should. The movie needs it to work like this is, the, is the answer. But yeah, you're 100% right. This isn't the same Jennifer that we we were used to. Um, she was not the she same was Marty. Jennifer the first Jennifer. Either. I had the worst nightmare. I mean, they drive by Hilldale and talk about their experiences. And Needles stops by. 
Needles. And challenges them to a race. And as this is going on, I don't know if you noticed, but Power of Love by Huey Lewis Power is playing on the stereo. Good, I know. I want them to play some chilies. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense with needles, wouldn't it? it? Would, yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, they both rev the engine. Someone in the back of Needles' truck is making sure we see he's drinking a Pepsi. I don't know if you yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Marty goes backwards when they go green. Needles almost hits a Rolls Royce, and Jennifer pulls out the facts from 2015, and it's erased. That shouldn't be there because it's not the same gender. That's right. They walk on the train tracks. The photo of Marty and Doc has been severed. Uh, The barriers come down because somehow... Somehow they know when a time traveling train is about to come through. (laughs) Absolutely. Davies did say that Doc said in the second one that it would change around... I. Yeah, it's still oh, okay. it's still wibbly it's, wobbly timey wimey. Yeah, yeah. But at least they did write themselves out of it. Yeah, I'll give you that. I, I, I respect that. Um, needles. Sorry, I'm already past that. Uh, the bears come down, and Jennifer and Marty are almost killed. And how great would it have been if they went through all of this, and, and then all of a sudden, flat. Doc Brown just kills him <laughs> with a train. Like this Marty, get blown back, Marty, they should be dead. Um, so I want to know how does Doc know they'd be there? He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. What if that was the train that destroyed the DeLorean instead? That would have been great. That would have been great. But hang on, if I'm Marty, I'm going, wait a moment. You told me to destroy this. I was like, okay, it's destroyed. And then you show up in a time machine. A new one. Somehow you've made in the 1800s out of a train. Well, here's my note here. Hey, Doc. Maybe something a little less conspicuous than a steam locomotive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With wings. Yeah. And we meet their sons, Jules and, and Vern. Vern. Oh, and they can bring, I talk about Vern? Uh, hold a second. Yeah. They bring in a souvenir, and it's Marty and Doc at the clock tower. It's a beautiful picture. It yeah. is. Jennifer wants to know about the facts, and he says, it means your future hasn't been written yet, so make it a good one. At which point, Vern... Yeah, Vern just starts having a moment, and he's going like... He's like moving his hand around. Yeah. I think this is because he wanted to go for a piss. At one point, too, he just... He's doing that, and also he just, he just looks right down the barrel of the lens <laughs> of the camera. <laughs> his lips and his tongue's out for a second. And Vern, like, Vern's a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Like, he, he doesn't appear in anything after. Yeah. Um, so the train then flies away, and you're going... Well, that's going to look pretty obvious to everybody in the sky. How could they make it look even more? It remained. It reminds me of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, yeah. but train. True. Especially because, like, like remember all the crap yeah. that started when Biff saw the DeLorean yeah, fly, fly off. Yeah. You know what we'll do? Let's do the train flying off, which is like five times the size, and we'll have it go hoo hoo as it goes off as well. I want Biff to be like, a flying locomotive, <laughs> and that is the end of our movie uh, whereas the original film played to a more materialistic journey of success uh, Zemeckis considered part three more of a human journey with spiritual overtones Bob Gale owns two pieces of a destroyed DeLorean the cool. time circuit display and a table lamp made out of Mr. Fusion <laughs> that's cool and sadly the town was in Chinese camp California and in an eerily fitting way was destroyed by lightning in 1996 wow. oh yeah so there we go Ian Davis is just sent the uh, the gif of the little boy doing the weird thing with his hand to, I love to it it so much. there it is <laughs> excellent so um i gotta jump between a couple of different things here but we're in the end game now and we are in the end game now liam we need a random word buddy jules and Vern. Jules and Vern? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Jules and Vern. And while you guys are thinking about an appropriate gift for that, I'm going to play a birthday message. Yay. Hey, 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 BFE crew. It's your BFF. 
Hermes from the Scuttlebutt Podcast is dropping in to wish you guys a well-deserved and wonderful second happy birthday wish. Pretty sure I missed the first birthday, but won't be missing this or any of the future parties, as I recently noticed that our two shows share a very similar birthday month. Who would have thought? In any case, guys, may this year's celebration rival even that of the great Mr. Gatsby, that this year's presence in the form of listens and downloads, be many and continuous, and may all the film content you cover this year be the best that ever was. Happy birthday, guys. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. Hermes, fantastic. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Uh, always a class act. Uh, I did just see Ian Davies' um, gift. <laughs> that might be his gift. <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to beat that. And, and you guys all know you have to beat that now because if you steal it, I'm just going to go where you're stealing something that's pretty obviously yeah. you've referred to. So there we go. Um, so uh, how many trips in the entire trilogy do you think the DeLorean made? Mm, 12. 12? Nine? Nine, eight. and Liam says eight. I'm just going to see if uh, if our, our our viewers here from the Patreon have any idea in the chat. Five, Anthony and Davis is saying. <laughs> and, oh, and, and Eat Meisters kind of gave a... Uh, Let's throw a number. Fifteen trips through time. Fifteen, really? Wow! So, Einstein is sent one minute into the future to test it. Marty travels from fifty-five to eighty-five. Marty returns uh, returns to eighty-five from fifty-five. End of movie one. Doc travels to two thousand fifteen from nineteen eighty-five. Oh yeah, this is just sort of at this point. Number five, not seen on screen. Doc travels to some point beyond 2015 to learn that Marty's family has unraveled. Trip six, Nelson not on screen. Doc travels to 2015 from the future to find the beginning of the unraveling of Marty's family. Number seven, he then returns to 1985 from 2015. Trip eight, Doc takes Marty and Jennifer forward to 2015. Trip number nine, Biff travels from 2015 to 1955. Number 10, Biff returns to 2015 from 1955. Number 11, Doc, Marty, and Jennifer return to alternate 1985. 12, Marty and Doc go to 1955 from the alternate 85 to get the sports almanac from Biff. Number 13, Doc accidentally travels from 55 to 1885 when the DeLorean's hit by lightning. 14, Marty travels to 1885 to rescue Doc. 15, Marty returns to 1985. And, of course, a 16th version has to occur when, at the very minimum, when Doc and his family show up in the time train from the future. Mm Mm-hmm. There we go. 16 oh, confirmed wow. travels. So I knew there was a lot more in two than there was in the others. I, f- I forgot yep. about Einstein and Biff. Einstein's one I forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. The money, it makes, it's a, sorry, it's a $40 million budget. Wow. Is that including both? I can, uh, sorry? Second and third? Because they didn't back Just back. for the third. This is what came oh, on to the third. Wow. So a $40 million budget. $40 million. You had to build a bunch of stuff from scratch, didn't you? Yeah. What does Back to the Future take at the box office? This is part three, of course. Ooh. Back to the Future part three. 350? Nah. I'm just guessing. One ninety four fifteen, and it takes home. He said two hundred and forty six million dollars. Oh, wow. I think at some points putting them so close together, yeah, it created a sense of. But is there a chance of it was too close? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you went on catch on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you weren't gone long enough for you to miss it. No, it's tricky because Endgame and uh, Infinity War had the same sort of situation where they filmed those back to back. Yeah, but they kept them yeah. like a year that was, apart. That was, yeah, that was like nine months. A year? I think it was a, a year. Around, yeah. It was around at the same time as okay. Infinity War. There we go. So, um, the awards, it was nominated for no Oscars. <laughs> that doesn't no surprise. surprise me. Who would you cast as who? What? 
Ooh. You as Doc. Oh, am I really? Yeah. No, oh. you'd be a good uh, mad dog. See, only Biff. Yeah, you'd be yeah, a only mad, mad dog. dog. <laughs> you're not, though. You're Doc. I, oh, come on. I, you're the brains behind you should, everything. You should have seen me do Judd Fry. I could do, I could do mad dog for Sean. <laughs> for Sean. <laughs> mad dog Tannen. Mad dog for Sean was a wrestler. <laughs> uh, Ethan would be Marty McFly, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liam. Jennifer. Needles. <laughs> 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 That's cool, uh, George. I mean, it's not, it's not it's not a whole lot of female parts. On Am this. I just representing the women again? You could be one, Jennifer, the one female part that actually does anything in this film. You could be the. You could be. But what Wait. is this? Me? You just progress the plot. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Pip is Einstein. Says Pip, Ian Davies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you could be and Copernicus. You can do. We can do both roles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, whose story is it? I think we answered this oh, one, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, yeah Docs. 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 Stock Browns. Yeah. 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 Um, what is the story? Oh, that's a good question. What is the story? Uh, the story is don't time travel. Yeah. But then they finish by time traveling. Yeah. <laughs> the legacy of friendship knows no bounds of time and space. I guess the idea that it's never too late to change. And you, yeah. You, 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 yeah. And, and Doc found love, not on the internet, but... It, by time traveling, he found love <laughs> in a western place. Oh. <laughs> in a western place. Boom, 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 boom. Um, is that just your, your like basic club beat there? Boom, boom, no, because it goes. But I want to do the whole thing. It goes all the way up. Love in a western place. <laughs> 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 um, what do we got next? We've got roll of women. Um, not great, not great. None of them are, to be fair. No, they're just plot devices. They're yeah. plot devices here. Clara's who? Who's this Clara? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do much. Leah Thompson, and you had to give angry. you had to give Doc a reason for doing like, what he's doing. Like, let's count how many times is she saved in this movie? She saved <laughs> at least, at least off three the yeah. off the horse. Yeah. Right? She saved against Mad Dog. Yeah. yeah, the train. The train when she's hanging upside down. Is there anything else? No, but that like train that's, one is a that's, long that's, continuous save. That's, that's three that's saves. That's a, that's a big deal. Saves, you can't though, say he right. saves her at the dance. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. With Mad Dog, yeah. With Tannen, yeah. With Mad Dog's like, all right, all right. Get my eighty dollars out of you. Yeah, well, stop it. It's really gross. <laughs> <laughs> it actually makes me uncomfortable when you do do it. <laughs> I just, just enjoying playing Judd Fry again. It was good times. You try it. <laughs> no. I'm a dance with a lady myself. Favorite character. Oh. George, you want to start off? Uh, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no. I like uh, I like Doc Brown. He's great. Doc Brown? Yeah. Um, Liam? Mad Dog. Mad Dog? Mad Dog Tannen. That guy... Thomas F. I really did try to go. Thomas F. Wilson, yeah. right? That guy has not done anything that I can think of else. Uh, he did. He was, a- he was great in a, in a TV series called um, uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay. The gym teacher. He's so good in that. Okay. Well, he's a great actor. And yeah. to do all them, to be all those parts, to all them three movies, and be convincing and so different is so good. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, he's- I really like great, great granddad McFly. Like, it's- oh, Seamus. Yeah, Seamus yeah. is so different to Marty. And I think Seamus he, is so he lovely. has such a, a, a humbleness and nobility to him that I really like because I really think he's the. The driving force released Marty's arc. Yeah, where's Marty's just like, make me cool. That's all yeah. Marty ever is. Make, yeah. me, make, make me the cool guy, would you? Yeah. Like, Seamus is a character. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go... Oh, hang on. We've got... Uh, uh, who's that? Anthony and Davey says yeah, Marty for yeah, me with a hot. I mean, who who can blame you? Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... Hmm. See, I thought I'd come into this one going number because number three's Doc's movie, but I thought I was yeah. gonna go like you know Thomas F. Wilson really gets all the chance to shine in two. He's great in this. He's so good. Yeah. Bit where he's like, I thought I was gonna say Doc Brown at the start of this, but I'm like, mm. no, nah, it is him. It is Mad Dog with the whole like, hey, yeah, dude, it I is. Know. And or, asking for the numbers. asking what number it is, <laughs> or like, what are we doing tomorrow? All right, what are we doing Monday? Okay, we're doing it Monday. <laughs> he's funny without. Really he can both funny. be menacing, but also be funny, and that's not easy. Yeah, that's not easy. He doesn't go too far. We don't take him seriously. And not only, not only that, when you think back in the second one, he plays pathetic as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and humble. Yep. Um, in the first one, he's a bully. You yep. know, So it's he has a good range. He's a good, good yeah. range. Uh, Yeet, you can go ahead and throw this in the chat if you want, alongside with your best moment or element, if you're so inclined. But Georgia, you have a favorite moment or element of this film? Train falling off the cliff. Just a practical effect. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, it looked really cool. Cool. Then, um. It's also, it really affected me as a kid when I watched this. Um, only because when the DeLorean gets smashed to pieces, I knew that was the end. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to end. So I guess the best element in hindsight, which is my worst element, <laughs> is the car being smashed to pieces. Okay. Oh, me. Um I, I really like the music because um, they get like this mix of like the original theme with cowboy stuff because you get the like the the cowboy mixed with the theme yeah. being like do 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 yeah. and you just you instantly go oh, that's Back to the Future of course it is when and I it, first it works so well. went to grab the audio I did it before I watched the uh, before I watched the film again mm. and I typed in theme and I'm like it's just the same thing I don't even know why I'm bothering to type in part three theme and then the minute it went I'm like oh no right they did the cowboy one yeah it's good. I haven't seen this film in years, and I still remember that even now. Uh, we've got Anthony Ian saying the pan up from Marty to Seamus. Yeah, that good shout. Incredible, yeah. I don't know how I did it. I do not know how I did it, and I want... And to be honest, when they did like the, the two actors on the same screen, technology had advanced so much in those five years. Mm. Yeah. I was really confused while you were shouting about it earlier, because I was like, it's just two different people. What oh my mean? God, so good. <laughs> Uh, we've got from the Eatmeister probably the duel or ZZ Top spinning their guitars to play at the yeah. party. ZZ Top look cool. They were very cool. Yeah, the duels so are good. good. The duels are really good. Shout! I'm gonna yeah. mine similar to yours, Liam. They stick the landing. Yeah, the landing. You walk out feeling it's over, mm. and you can feel sad about that, but it's over. But they've nailed it. Like it's over in a way that makes me feel hopeful. I leave Marty and Jennifer to live their life, yeah. and I don't know where they're headed, and that's okay because you can do whatever you want to. But at some point, you got to kind of go. Training wheels are off hope you learned your lesson and then off we go and then just like ourselves we go into our future going we can do whatever we want to do theoretically with it Mm -hmm. so uh i think that they left in a way that made we talked earlier about how you know the third one's the hardest because you gotta you gotta leave characters somewhere yeah in a way that's that's satisfying for audiences and we always want it to keep going but the danger is you do like a pirates of the caribbean and you keep going and then you're like you're like why didn't we end it it would have been better if we ended it yeah so such is um so next up we've got a grumble Ooh, grumble grumble grumble, grumble. grumble. Oh, audible mention though cowboy setting loved cowboy setting yeah. i love cowboy things anyway it's like i've put in like god knows how many hundreds of hours into reddit because i love cowboys, cowboys I, are so cool. I, I actually do love uh, modern day like 90s onwards cowboy movies i yeah. think that's so good yeah. georgia grumble uh the race to catch this train is like it, it's pointless <laughs> like five minutes of the film i'm like you know, you could just just wait, yeah, and like prepare a bit more, and like not be chasing 
like nah, a train it's a spectacle. It's a big set piece. Come on. Yeah, but just do it. Just just wait. Liam. The coloured explosives. Oh, really? Why can't you just, you know, have Doc doing some sort of chemistry? It's so the audience knows where we're at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why can't you have him making something? Because yellow going? means warning and red means danger. Like well, no, but I mean, why can't no? Why can't because he can't still him... be in the in the train, can he? No, no, no. Um, why couldn't he be making them to show you that that's where oh, they came from? Oh. Why did they just appear? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Them just as plot you know devices. I mean? Why? Why can't we have him sort of try and make? That's or at least fair. have them in the background, or like have a hint to the fact that he's working working on, on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Liam, I'm Ethan. That's Ethan. Oh, has Liam done his? That was yeah, it. Just said. The explosive. Device. Oh, explosive. Where Sorry, Ethan. Oh, hang on. I think I think Ian has just been to the future. <laughs> he's came back and he's lost his. I've just lost where I am in the situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. Um, I'm looking at this. Is all the plates. I'm looking at the screen in the chat. I'm looking here. I'm thinking, how many birthday messages do we have left to go? Still, Jaworski really did a number on you. Ethan. Um, the time train is so dumb to me. It's just I don't I don't know if it feels contradictory, but I think it's the way that it ends like this massive. I'm okay with it ending, and they're not being time travel, and they're not being awake because it feels like a very like it feels like that tacked on. Oh, but we came back and everything's now okay. We can't have any real upset or goodbyes, and I'm fine with that to an extent. But the time train just feels like really unnecessary. Uh, Anthony and Davey seems to agree. He says, Doc made another time machine after wanting to destroy the car. It still confuses him. It does mm-hmm. me. Uh, and finally, he goes here. My grumble was the same for all the movies. Just how fast and loose they play with the rules of time travel and paradoxes, etc. Yeah, you're yeah, not wrong yeah, there. Yeah. Um, my grumble would be there were moments where this film, I wish it took itself just a little bit more seriously. There were moments where it borders on the cartoonish. Yeah. I'm thinking Doc's hat going flying <laughs> off. Yeah, ping. And things like this. Like, I love the duel. The duel was cool. You know yeah. what I mean? But there were times where it was like, maybe you could tell you these back to back, and this needed one more right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just one more go through and go, it's a joke. Is it the right joke? Yeah. Is that the gag we really want to have? And there's just a few moments where you look, and I want to c- come against this with other people who go, number three sucks. Number three doesn't suck. No, but I'm if I'm going three. against one or two, I'm going, like, one's a really tight, sophisticated movie. Yeah. Three is, uh, three's really kind of. Fast and loose. It is fast and loose. And it's, it's fun, but it's kind of like, at times, the horses have gained control. Yeah. And you're going towards the edge, and you got to pull them back. Yeah. There we go. Just stealing a little metaphor there. <laughs> so there we go. Um, anybody's best role ever? I mean, I think it's, I mean, F. Thomas Wilson, without a question. Yeah, without a doubt. Best thing he's ever done. Yeah. Um, Christopher Lloyd? Nah. I haven't, I mean, in, in film, because he's, he's brilliant in taxi. He's brilliant in that, isn't he? But in film. Well, he was the, I like um, him in Clue. I like him in he, Roger Rabbit. Doc Dean was on where he was. I think I prefer him in this to. Three's his best movie. It so. blew my mind that he was in Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And he it, talked I can, like this! I didn't, I didn't know it was There's him. two different types of films. And when he was Uncle Fester, that really yeah, blew my yeah. mind. He's going to be in the new season of Man, though. He's Uncle Fester in uh, Adam Sandler movie. No. Yeah. yeah. That's him. That's so cool. <laughs> that one, that one I'll give you a pass on the face blind. Yeah. 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 I did too. I did too for many years. Um, he, let's admit, three's his best Back to the Future movie, though, right? It's, yeah, because yeah, more sense than the what is he? Oh, yeah, he's uh, Rathacon, isn't he? Not Rathacon, Search for Spock. So, yeah, he's number three. He's the head Klingon. 
I'm looking forward to him in yeah, yeah, yeah. season three, though. He shows up in an episode of TNG as well. Still playing that same role. Wow. Yeah, I think he dies, and that's what sets up a whole like power struggle within the Klingon Empire. No, wait, hang on. That wouldn't work time was. I don't know. I saw him in something. <laughs> um, so there we are for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, Marty, is Michael J. F- is Marty McFly's best role? Stuart Little. <laughs> Homeward Bound. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, um, I, lo- I love him in the American President, but it's not a leading role. I liked him in Doc Hollywood, but that's not like- Doc Hollywood's an underrated movie. It is. I really like Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Well, you compare, wait, you compared Cars to Doc Hollywood, didn't you? Yeah, Cars to yeah. Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Doc Hollywood was Cars. Cars. Yeah. I saw Cars and went, "Yeah, I've seen this movie." <laughs> Doc oh, Hollywood was he in um, Fright Night? Maybe. Don't know. Or Frighteners, or something like Fright Night. Fright. I don't know. Don't know. I've never seen any of them. It's a shame in the that, cowboy his, way. that my favorite acting like performance he's done is in, in Scrubs and not in a film. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, because he's the, the yeah, doctor yeah. with OCD. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine in Scrubs. I like yeah, that. he's fine. I'd say, yeah, Back to the Future. Family Ties. I mean, if we're going to go see TV, yeah, Spin yeah. City. I mean, Spin more City, like performance. Yeah. I haven't seen Spin City. That's the thing. Spin City's great. It's not. <laughs> You're, I hear you. You're looking at it a little bit. It hadn't hit its stride yet either. No, I mean, no, that's no, the thing. No. If we watched episode one of The Office, the, the American version, it wouldn't be a very good version of. I prefer that to the first episode of Spin City. You, you, you remember the first episode? Hang yeah, on. The first episode of The, the Office the, is not the, good. The stapler in the jelly in the drawer. It's yeah, not I like good. It. All right. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not what, what The Office becomes. No, it's not. That's you don't That's find a that. rip-off of the first one. Of the, it's a shot-for-shot shot remake. Yeah. It's yeah. a shot-for-shot yeah. shot remake, and it's cold, and it's cynical, and it does not come across. Because no. the American Office would, would be warm. Yeah. yeah. Different kind of humor, isn't Different it? Different kind of humor. Um, oh, I think... Oh, jeez, i got to jump back and forth between all these different screens. One moment here, because I think i got to hit... Oh, it doesn't even work. All right, let's try this then. Um, I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And we would invite our uh, <laughs> the people joining us on the live at Uncensored to join us in the chat with us as well, please. And thank you. So, what do we have here, Ethan? Uh, we've got Michael J. Fox. Oh, 1990. 1990. Okay. 25. Mm, 26. 29. Just wait. We got 27 from the Yeatmeister. Oh, and 26 from Ian Davis. Okay, and it is? Uh, it is 28. Okay. Ooh, 29. Not too close. So, Not too bad. Um, also, oh. Andy, who said, said 27. Well done, yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, next, them. we've got Christopher Lloyd. Oh, Christoph Lloyd. 53. <laughs> um, 60. 63. 48. And 58. He's 51. Oh, wow. Blew my mind. Uh, but then I saw a photo. How of young is he in the? He's like forty six in the first one. Something like that. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. I saw a photo of him like in the eighties, and he's got like not a head of hair, but he he not, looks nothing. No, it like does that. feel like he's been around forever. Like for he's long while. like yeah, like I think because of how old they present yeah. him as. I think I assume like he when should you be, think when Taxi was. Yeah. I mean that's like late seventies. It was like eighty seven. Late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. When yeah. they did the first trailer for the Back to the Future musical, he's in it. He's in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, he's, he's looking old now. Oh yeah, he looks like his character now. Yeah, like to add thirty years to that you said he was 51 51 yeah, yeah like eight, he's in his early 80s yeah, now. wow jeez yeah. okay uh then we've got mary steenbergen oh this 30, is okay so how old was he in 51 we 51. said 51 okay 32 i'm gonna go 41 i was gonna go 41 so i'll go 42 got 43 and 35 from the eatmeister uh eatmeister is the closest 36 yeah so 15 years yeah. she looks older than 36 bless her i think they probably age her up so she seems a little well, bit more, yeah. more yeah. appropriate 
Uh, we got, or it's really hard to live with t- Ted Danson. We get like, it. You were on Shears. I bet he's like the sort of person that like just plays pranks on everyone that's in his house. Ted Danson? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think Absolutely. so. Yeah. Who was the celebrity who would like who shot in like a cat box to freak someone out? Was that was that George Clooney? I have I no idea. Oh, we got Tom F. Wilson. Tom F. Wilson. <laughs> 36. 28. See, I was going to go 28, so I'm going to go 29. Uh, we have 32 from Ian Davies and 37 from the Yeatmeister. Ian is the closest. He's 30. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not cast to be no. old man. He's cast to be high school yeah. in that yeah. first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then finally, just because uh, she's the only other sort of recurring, uh, we got Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. That's Jennifer, yeah. Very little Leah Thompson uh, in this film. Jennifer? The, no, the mom. no, Leah Thompson's yes. the mom. Mother. Uh, Lorraine. Um, how would the Ducks very own Leah Thompson? Inter- interesting how you didn't think that, uh, that Jennifer was recurring. Well, she's not in it as much. She's in it for like a scene. Well, Steenberg? It's not Steenberg. It's... She's anyway. in it for less. Anyway. Yes. Um, 27. 48. I'll go, I'll go 28. Uh, we got 29 from Ian Davies and 31 from the East Meister. Ian, you are correct. She's 28, same as Michael J. Fox. They, they, they were all cast to be teenagers, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, In that first yeah. one, it was yeah. all about them looking the same age. Yeah. So there we go. I didn't understand this game. This right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. You just weren't very good at it. That's all it was. <laughs> all right. Well, they were very good at aging them up. I'll tell you what, while you look up the critics, the I'm critics, right, the good. critics, the critics, let's listen to number 12 Ooh. on the birthday wish, shall we? So number 12 would be this one. Hello to the wonderful people over at Best Film Ever and happy birthday. We are both March babies and I'm very, very happy that we can be Pisces together. I've loved so much of what you've given me, all these little moments of happiness over the past two years. And I'm so thankful for you being a part of my podcast family, I guess. <laughs> Wishing you a very happy birthday from us at It's a Musical Podcast. And I look forward to defending my crown on your quiz very, very soon. <laughs> Always got to make it about himself. <laughs> Kind of person about you, Danny from musical. It's all about you, even on a podcast. Appropriate because that's a McFly song. Is it, it really? Is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> and of course, we love Danny and Drew from musical we podcast. Do. And now, uh, bless him. Uh, yeah, we're looking for contenders. He's yeah. he's he's unstoppable, except for the one time he was stopped. Uh, <laughs> so he's rarely stoppable. Um, so what I'm going to say, I'm going to put forward the fleece here mm-hmm. and say what we, what we got for our percentages if you want to read the patreon ones but i am curious if yeet or ensign and davies want to go live Ooh. and share their thoughts on this live from zoom cool it's I'll, Sunday I'll, night. I'll read the percentages just give us a little thumbs up or thumbs down and we can unmute as is available to us so if that's the case we'll have georgia not read yours out loud per se yep Okay, so here we go. Uh, I put out the fleece and said, what is Back to the Future Part 3? Really tight race, actually. Oh. 35%, I say, is it great, good, okay, or poor? 35% gr- good, mm-hmm. 32% great, oh. 26% okay. So really a no, spread no in this, but lands yeah. solidly in the good category. I'm just curious if either of the two are up for going on. 
I'm not seeing. I'll give you guys a chance. Oh, Yeats think? Okay. So, Yeet, if I were to unmute you, would you go for it? He's got the mic ready. Oh. All right. Woo. You know what? Then let's let's let. I'll give you a chance to sort of think about what you might want to say, George. If we can get the others, please. Do you want the critics or the patrons? I want the. Oh, we'll start with the critics by all means. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Vincent Camby from New York Times says, "Except for Mister Lloyd, this film is so sweet natured, sweet natured and bland that it is almost instantly forgettable." Not a fan. Wow. Wow. But yeah. but really pointing out the performance, of Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. show. Uh, Jonathan Rosenborn from the Chicago Reader said, this is a good deal more likable than part two because the product plugs have been held back and Zemeckis is clearly having fun alluding to his favourite westerns. There's also a certain sweetness and charm in the Lloyd Strindbergen romance. So he's a fan. Yep. And then we get uh, one from our good old friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. Uh, he says, all of this is sort of fun. He said, the movie um, didn't stint on its budget, but it's somehow too linear. It's almost as if Robert Zemeckis, who directed, and Bob Gale, who wrote, ran out of time travel plot ideas and settled into a standard Western universe. Uh, I hear you. Although, just, you just go back once, which is the same thing the first one does. Yeah. And it was, how do you get back? Although, that was about things crashing into things. I do feel that number three does park itself. Yeah. It gets to the West, and it parks itself. I think that's goes, what he's kind of alluding yeah. to. He does then mention stuff about, um, like, the bittersweet kind of romance between like romance and time like there's a yep. like a in each one of them there's romance and time and how that works out and those sorts of things did he give it two stars oh i don't have that tab still it was two open. or it's two and a half it's one yeah. of the two i know that he does not i saw that he does he really comes down against it yeah if if like back to the future 2 is sort of like hey do you remember these moments in the first one this is like a farewell tour and they just sort of have the similar beats that everyone loves compared to the cameo type stuff Okay. Uh, thank you, Ethan. And then do you want to go ahead and um, say what the patrons thought? Uh, yes, I've got one from Juline. 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 Hang on. Ethan, you sing this live with lag on Zoom all the time. Then you're here in person. You don't sing. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. You did not. Yeah, I did. It didn't come through. Oh. I learned to... Uh, Sound man's doing his job right, so you can't play <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Julian says, I know a lot of fans criticise this as one of the worst, but, you know, I really like it. And there's time travel and cowboys and who hates those things, right? And it covers all my bases. Pew, pew, pom, pom, <laughs> and boom, boom. <laughs> Gunshot noises, apparently. Uh, gun gunshots explosions and romance uh throw a train chase shoot this may be my favorite back to the future ps took points off for um mjf accent and the overuse of yellow uh insult uh and the annoying way clara screams emmett over and over again on the train (laughs) Uh, then we have hermes who says always thought this trilogy was a bit forced maybe the start of a hollywood train i'll go on to hate in my life uh, and clearly the weakest of the three films having said that mm. i'm never going to say no to seeing mjf and lloyd traversing time together plus it was always a great movie night when the family could finally agree on a film this was the rarity for which it could happen i will say this this is a family film yeah. that isn't like like it's accessible I can see yeah, everybody yeah. being able to watch this and yeah, going yeah there's something in here yeah absolutely definitely. okay uh, then we've got reverend bruce who said... I do the sound effect, but I got like, so many things I no, got. <laughs> That's why I like, paused slightly and was like... Ugh. Uh, Back to the Future is our family's favourite movie series. Part one is the best, but part three is, a clo- is close behind. You know a movie is great when two generations love it equally. Part three has an electric romance between Doc and Clara. Doc has never been better, and Mary Steenberg is lovely is a lovely love interest. Uh, Marty's Clint Eastwood is hilarious, but you also see a true affection between Marty and Doc. I love seeing ZZ Top. Uh, R.A. Peter, bassist Dusty Hill, who passed away in 2021. 
Uh, but the best is the end. I sometimes describe my job as helping people write the best story for themselves. When they ask, what about the future? Like Marty did, I use Doc's answer. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Nice. Oh. I will say there's something of a triangle that we don't really we don't really touch on, which is like Marty's afraid. It's, it's basically you know what this is. This is the Jungle Book. We got Baloo, Mowgli, and we got whatever. And it's like he wants his buddy. Yeah. I don't want to lose my buddy. Yet the guy wants to. He's given his life to science and now has a real connection yeah. with someone. And it's going which compartment are you? Are you a scientist or are you are you a human being first? And eventually he decides I'm a human being first and foremost. Yeah. And then cheats and is also a scientist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one up, we've got Katie McRae, who says, I'm a huge fan of the Back to Future movies. They're so clever and humorous, well-written and well-cast, good, clean comedy. Michael J. Fox is such great comedic timing, and I've always enjoyed Christopher Lloyd's facial expressions. He's so quirky yet endearing. I liked how this third movie shows a different side of Doc. It was a switch to his to this Switch to see this rational scientist fall in love. And I thought Mary Steenberg was a perfect choice for Doc's love interest. Kind of a science geek love. Very sweet and not too corny. I thought it was funny that his great-great-grandmother, Maggie McFly, was Leah Thompson, even though that's on the other side of the family. Yeah. But hey, it's fun and we want to see all the characters back again. I liked her Irish accent. It's perfect that they were able to use most of the same actors throughout the three movies. You know everyone is looking for them since it happened in the second movie. It's always fun to imagine what it would be like to visit the past or the future. It's mind-blowing to imagine how events, relationships, fates and even could be different if you could go back and even change one thing. Not always a healthy way of thinking, but fascinating just the same. Who wouldn't be curious about impacting our destiny? I mean, destiny something about michael j fox he's just such a likable quality about him yeah and i say this to people like you can't teach this you've either got it or you don't yeah you can learn how to best bring it out of someone but you some just have that likable quality about them and michael j fox definitely has that i agree mm-hmm. definitely uh then you we have got Dwayne smith who says i adore the back to the future trilogy and have watched all of them so many times it's my absolute favorite trilogy sorry ethan and the whole reason i listened to the first episode of bfe i am not a massive fan of westerns but i forget it's a western pretty quickly i agree with that it has all the points you'd expect great comedy moments references to the future i particularly like the frisbee pythons and (laughs) the foreshadowing and playoffs uh, a friendship between Marty and Doc is so genuine and Doc's love interest adds a brilliant new dynamic. Mary Steenbergen how how do you pronounce that? Mary, Mary Steenbergen. That yeah. is right. Okay, cool. I was worrying I'd been pronouncing it wrong. Uh, is for once not someone's mother, well at least not until the end. Yeah. Thomas F. Wilson is again fantastic and this time as Tannen and Strickland and as the Marshal is a master stroke. I definitely appreciate this one more as I've gotten older. And then I've got one on here from Enzo and Ian Davies, but I don't know whether he wants me to read it or if he's going to have a little chat himself. Me? Okay. <laughs> uh, so from friend of the podcast, Enzo and Ian Davies. Making it so. Making yeah. it so. That's his catchphrase. I keep forgetting them. Uh, it says, I love all these films and it's hard for me to think of them separately. I can't watch one. I need to watch them all. It's great how they left hints setting up this film for the second uh, film in the second and it does a great job of wrapping everything up this is my favorite trilogy and i love that you picked the first film as your first episode it was also the first episode of the pod i listened to and i've listened every week since happy birthday bfe and keep up the good work hey thanks brother i will say when liam and i first started i when i got night we didn't do it i know what the first one is and i said there's no i know exactly where we start that's sweet spot isn't it it's the sweet yeah it was it's this one that we've all experienced in some capacity yeah so i'm asking yeet to unmute 
So you should have the option in front of you to unmute, I'm hoping. Hey, I think you're there. Can you hear me? I I can hear you. I'm going to crank you up a little bit here and see if you just want to make sure you're talking nice and crisply into your mic. But, um, yeah, I think that works. Cool. Back to the Future 3, what up? I'm going to start off by saying it is objectively not that great a film like what kind of gets me is as it was discussed before the ending when um the delorean is finally destroyed that's what doc wanted and he comes in with a train of all things as the new time traveling thing kind of throws everything just feels like it was for nothing you know even if it does make it feel like a feel-good ending however it is my favorite movie out of the three i didn't see that coming (laughs) (laughs) it is the only one that i've seen like more than twice a year, probably. Wow. wow. Like family. Because my family loves the Back to the Future trilogy, particularly my brother and my dad. So we've seen um, the movies a couple times. Um, but three is the one that I love the most. And as, as you'll probably read from my, uh, my, my fleece on Twitter, it's just something about it being set in the West and just kind of staying there and kind of keeping things just a little more contained than it did in two that, mm-hmm. you know, just really makes it a more of a fun film overall and just a lot more enjoyable despite some of the glaring flaws <laughs> in the plot and in the ending. Yeah. Well, there's two ways you can look at it. You can go number two is more all over the place. Therefore it's more exciting or it's more ambitious, but in the same place you could, you could get lost yeah. mm. and you can go, okay, we're just going, or we're going back. We're just playing the hits on number one again. Okay. I got him playing Johnny be good again. Like really, is that really worth, am I just, am I just watching 1.5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you put this back in the old West and all of a sudden, okay, it's different. here's the characters I love, yeah. but it's a new situation. It's and insane. the thing is number one, get Marty home. And then whether, you know, Doc comes or not is kind of of secondary nature. But step one has always been get Marty back. Mm-hmm. So that's where we, that's where we are. Do you know what they could have done? They could have um, had Doc come back on the train and go, look, you've destroyed the DeLorean. I've only come back to say, look, oh, you won't see me again. I'm now going to a different time past and destroying the train. Yeah. You know, or something. Because that do leave a sour taste in your mouth because he says destroy it because you can't change time. Doc has always been established as some sort of like guru, mm. right? And he really turns on his invention. I wish I'd never invented the thing. Yeah. And then he goes away. We don't know how long it is between the ver- – obviously it's been some years. Yeah, yeah, Between Because he's had, you know, he's Jules, Jules and the creepiest kid there ever was. Yeah, 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 Vern. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so he's sort of had another chance to think about it. And I think he realizes how he wants to use this thing. Now, I don't know how any of that changes any of the rules we've seen, the whole butterfly <laughs> effect. The minute you change something, everything goes to pop. But maybe he's just given up caring. And he's like, I'm going to do what I do. And however, you know. I'm he, a scientist that's inquisitive about the future. He's a god now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> he's, got, he's got the power to do whatever he wants. For all he wants, he could go back to like the old days and just become like God King Emmett. He's he's just Time Lord Victorious is what this yeah. guy is. Yeah. He is. So there we go there. Um, what do I have here? I've got uh, our... Oh, our critics. I need to go on my phone here and take a look at <laughs> the fledgling fandom thought about what we've got occurring here. Uh, I look, I look, I look. Off Radar, it's a movie pod, says... Un- uh, one and two are unbeatable for me, but chucking in the love story for Doc Brown, the fact we'd never live in 1885, adds a depth and sadness to his character taking it beyond the comic relief of one and two. A solid movie, but nothing on the interwoven masterpieces that came before. 
I went all over the place in one tweet. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, it's a musical. That's definitely not the best Back to the Future film, but it's, I really enjoy it. The climax of the train is good, and I'm glad Doc got his happy ending. It also prompts the best joke in A Million Ways to Die in the West, so that can be its legacy, making bad films better. Uh, I'd just rather appreciate it for it, not what, um, <laughs> what's his name from Family Guy? Oh, Seth MacFarlane. That's it, yeah, yeah it comes up with. Uh, we got Yeet again just saying yeah it's his favorite out of the three something about that yeehaw factor in such a film puts it at the top for me you're not wrong shoot the flick just says love it says love it and it's in capitals we're not reviewing it this week Um, we've got uh, so what happens next saying for a franchise the same thing more or less twice in a row to end on such a random period while still maintaining the same film as the first two with a new plot made it all the more enjoyable uh, add a heartfelt ending and solid message, and you have yourself a classic. And the nostalgia cast who goes, it's great in that we got the movie that part two was advertised during its entire one hour, 45 minute <laughs> runtime. And finally, Nate Greatjoy, Greatjoy, that would be Psycho Nagiri, says, it's as bad as the first two, and I try to forget the third exists. Whoa! I think there's a fight. In I words. think he we said that he's agreed with me on like everything to this point. I and think we're going to differ somewhat here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa. And that is that. So now we're just going to figure out what our ratings are. Our ratings. I'm just curious on an individual level. Yeet. What are you giving this film, buddy? I think I'd give it a solid seven. You go back and you watch it multiple times a year, and that's a seven. I'm just curious. I'm just, I know. Like, on a per, a personally, I'd rate it a little higher, but objectively, I'm going to give it a seven overall. I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. That's the thing I'm learning that's, to do. That's, 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 where I go, that's where I go. It's not favorite film ever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. best film ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and so uh, no, I hear that and I appreciate that. You know, train spotting zero and grease ten over here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you not bringing up um, the other one, the, the uh, not Turner and Hooch. What do we do the other week? Are you talking about Little Miss Sunshine and how it was almost? You said no, it was perfect, the, and then gave the five it nine and a half. half. I gave. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, was Lethal Weapon? Yeah, that was it. Five and a half. Yeah, I forget. It. I'm just, I'm just done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about. Uh, into the end, do you want to do you want to share what you gave it to? Either I mean, I know what it was. I can, if I, it's on here. I can, I can, I can tempt. Be it. nice to hear his voice. Oh, hang on, he's going. I, I'm gonna, Whoa! I'm gonna, I'm asking you to unmute. I want to know if you actually want to commit this to actual audio file. Oh, we can't hear you, buddy. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Still can't hear you. The dangers of a live podcast. I'm just going to keep talking until Anthony. I've left you unmuted, so if you happen to find a way to make it, see. But if not, we'll come back to you and we'll and we'll get your uh, response. Yeah. There. So just keep trying to jump in when you think you've got it. You can interrupt me. I'm totally cool with it. Oh, Ooh, hang on. Hang what on. was that? Is it on there? Oh, we're yeah, getting yeah, it. It's we very you. low. It's very low. But we we, we got you. So you want to go ahead and share what you thought and why you thought it? It's a ten for me. I love these films. I know you say it's not favorite film ever, but. That's what this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what He's you said with Grace, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where sometimes you just can't divorce yourself you from can't, that feeling. Yeah, you can't. I'll go ahead and throw it back to, to, to Ensign Ian if there's anything. No, it's just, that's it. I just love him. Like, and then, like I said in the thing, I can't, it's not one film it's just all three. I can't do them separate. That's, that's fine. That's fair yeah. enough, yeah. You have got a glorious voice, Ian. It, it is yeah. lovely. It is Welsh, right? Am I correct on that? Yes. 
Yes, okay. Yeah, you sounded yeah. slightly more Queers. Scottish in your like recorded bit, but no, I can hear it now. It's definitely Welsh. Okay, so do you want to go ahead and throw what did? Uh, well, in a minute we'll see what did. First mm-hmm. off, uh, where do we usually do this? In Liam, yeah, what are you giving Back to the Future Part Three out of ten? Well, um, I do love this movie, and people trash on it all the time. They do, yeah, but it's not a favorite film ever, is it? <laughs> it's about being the best film ever. So right. I'm going to follow in the footsteps of the Yeatmeister, a solid seven. It's all seven. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not groundbreaking. Nope. Um, but it's a fun little movie. Um, I'm going to give it seven, seven ZZ top spins of guitars. Okay, <laughs> very good. Uh, Georgia. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much where these guys are. I mean, I don't have the nostalgia attached to it. I watched it fully for the first time today. I'd seen bits of it, but today was the first time I saw it all the way through. Um, it's all right, isn't it? Like yeah. it's fun. <laughs> it's like, like it's not. It's not groundbreaking. It's not anything. It's not offensive. It is just. It is a fun film. To, well, there are places where it's aged not great, but it's like it's yeah. It's a film that's a bit of bit of a popcorn flick. I'm going to give it a seven as well. Okay, Ethan, Georgia and I on the head with it's fun. Like for a final film, it has all the beats you'd want as like a as a farewell tour of hey, remember these things and yeah, they're staple like jokes and cliches for the films but it just has heart at the end like i think the train's stupid but i do end this film with like a sense that there is completion and ending and i don't feel like i'm unsatisfied i feel really satisfied is the way that i can i can end this trilogy and just for that alone and the heart it gives i'm going eight uh vern's giving weird hand signals out of (laughs) ten i think you're right you needed to see marty and the doc talk at the end you couldn't have them separated no. you needed yeah. that you yeah, needed no, that it's, resolution it's a nice something in the picture yeah yeah you yeah. needed that it's satisfying yeah. and the only way to get him back was to time travel yeah I, I don't i don't look back at what i gave the first two i, I think i have the i know i know exactly the first one but the second one i don't really remember that much what i gave it to it's when they shoot these two back to back and they really couldn't be more different we got the future and jumping all over the place and you know all that sort of stuff and give me a 50 dollar pepsi and then we go back to, to this place where we have smoke and whiskey and a very grounded story which pivots and gives us a story on doc brown which i wasn't expecting it to get because when i was a kid i watched this wanting marty mcfly as my idealized version of myself i wanted to be marty marty's the coolest guy how could you not want to be marty <laughs> plus he's canadian right <laughs> yeah but then very quickly after, like, my favorite actor was supplanted in the sense that it became Christopher Lloyd. Like, he's just, he's just great in everything he does. Mm. And so to have that, I sort of had a number in my head, but I thought it's so important how you leave things. Mm. And I feel this might not leave. It depends how we're talking about. But, but he invents a new time machine. That's fine. I get that. Mm-hmm. But this is about the end of the journey between Marty and Doc, two yeah. characters who've been inseparable this whole time, and they end their relationship in the perfect way. And yeah. so, in that regard, it sticks the landing. It does. Mm. And so, I am going to go with this seven and a half what do you mean there's another delorean in the cave (laughs) (laughs) out of 10 yeah that's nice yeah it's a nice it's a nice flick it's fun it's it's got heart i always love heart heart's the hardest thing to put in without it seeming hokey and this doesn't seem hokey this nails it yeah 
And so, uh, so you know, it, it, it's not I mean, the cinematography. I mean, the score's fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. The cinematography's nothing special. We no. get Thomas F. Wilson. That's at least like an extra. However, yeah, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. It's cartoony in places, and that's yeah. the part which made me go, "Okay, the plaque goes flying off." I'm like, "Oh, jeez, yeah. all right." Um, but there's like there's genuine beauty in the fact that you have a character for the last two films has been so obsessed with technology and science, and he's willing to give all of that up to be in the most technology absent period he could be in. But let's not forget it took Marty McFly three films to learn how to not respond when someone calls him chicken. Yeah, like that's yeah. basically what we saw here. <laughs> so there is, you know, yellow. Yeah. So that is where we're going to go with that. So uh, the question now is, what did our patrons as a group come to? So Georgia, Ooh. what did our patrons as a collective? And the voting is now closed, like last week where we carried it over Bang. for a couple of days because we recorded this on our usual Sunday night timeline. So, uh, yeah. So as a collective, the Patreon scored it eight and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, so closer to Ethan than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had three nines, uh, two sevens, and then a ten from uh, Ian Davies over there. So, so very highly regarded. Very highly regarded on the Patreon. Yeah, well, yeah. did I give it again? I forgot. You gave it an eight. Cool. <laughs> There's a lot of heartstrings that get pulled with movies like this. Yeah. I, I was 11 when this when this comes out, or I, I, that, I, that year I returned 11, one ten. of the two. Yeah. 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 So it's, it hits me in my, I'm just starting to watch movies. Yeah, not cartoons, but movies, movies. Like you, you know what I mean? You understand? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hit me in that sweet spot. So uh, interesting. Uh, we're a little low compared to the Patreon, and that's okay. Yeah, that's good. That's okay. But again, I think, like um, Ian Davies said, you know, you um, you can't just think of three as a film on its own. You kind of have all that back catalogue of the first two movies. This is both, I think Ethan put it kind of nicely, it's both a celebration of the films that yeah. came before it while also having its own narrative. Yeah. And that's really hard, while also sort of shifting who your protagonist really is. Yeah. That's a really difficult thing. I mean, I think the second half of the film, Michael J. Fox just kind of mails it in and just says numbers until they get back to 1985. I can't wait yeah. to forget about that really well put... Um, sentence i said when we get to do return of the jedi and that goes out the fucking window (laughs) so there we are um let's before we pop on to what we're gonna do next week next week uh we got one last birthday message to play let's go ahead and play the last one hello best film ever podcast friends this is reverend bruce and katie's daughter my mum and dad are unavailable today So they asked me to wish your podcast a happy second birthday. They want you to know what a lovely podcast you have. Speaking of birthdays, if I had been a boy, their son Ian would be talking to you right now. But since I was a girl, this is their daughter, Hermione Granger. (laughs) Anyway, my dad just found out that my mum is the real-life Catwoman. And the Reverend Bruce is not a reverend at all. He's the real-life Bruce Wayne. So, he had to become the real-life Batman to go after my mum. So, whilst they are preoccupied, I am here in their place. But don't worry, one of them will be back next week to review one of my favourites, Back to the Future Part 3. But happy second birthday from your BFEs of the BFE. I'll catch you on the flip-flop. And by the way, I'm going to bed before either one of you come up with another <laughs> stupid plan to get us all killed or worse, expelled. I love 
clever. That was brilliant. What performance art fever dream was that? <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Bark to the future. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was that great. Was great. Since when did she? Since when did they have an English kid? <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. I think yes, That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I don't think we got the uh, thank you, Hermione. Yeah, for for uh, that that lovely message. So now it's just time to talk really about what we're gonna do next week i can't make next week can i no you can't because that's my birthday next week yes Aww. so yeah so you mean I'm you don't 20, want to spend it here i'm 25 next week so. um, <laughs> before we go though i have a game that i like to pull out once every i call this the anti-face blindness game so george is gonna come in last place for sure yeah. okay okay we've done a lot of movies and i've kept track of which actors and actresses have shown up in which movies oh, okay there's something like 35 or 40 actors slash actresses who've appeared in three movies or more. Can you name any of them? I want to go Michael around J. the Fox. circle. Sorry? Michael J. Fox. I wasn't going to include Back to the oh. Future. This one. Because before we, so I said before, because our birthday was last week. So in the first two years, can you think of anybody who's been three or more times? I'll let Georgia go first because I know this is going to be a challenge for her. What's his face? Leo. Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio has been, I think it's five times. Catch Yay. me if you can. Titanic, Romeo and Juliet, Django, and The Departed. Oh, Liam? Oh, I'm, I'm stuck. Um, no, come back to me. Well, so the whole point That's of- not how the game works. <laughs> um, James Dean. No, James Dean, you're out. I'm afraid you're not it. He's only, he was only in three movies. I want to say Mel Gibson was in at least three. No, Mel Gibson's two. Georgia, uh, you won. Well done, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia wins the face blindness game. Yay! Wow, I'm wondering if anybody you, out there would have gotten it. Leo's not one that I have face blindness for. Our number one again. actor we've ever done, Samuel L. Jackson. I was going to oh, go Samuel yeah. L. Seven films. Bruce Willis. Die Hard with a Vengeance, The Hitman's Bodyguard, Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, Coming to America, Kingsman, and Django. I was going to say Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, I, I don't remember Bruce Samuel Willis being on here. Jesus. I think we've just done the two. Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. We've not done Pulp we Fiction. No, we haven't no. done Pulp Fiction, no. No. Motherfucker. So, I was uh, going to say Samuel Other Jackson. ones he could have hit up. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Six. Uh, Frank Oz. Oh, Frank okay. Oz. Frank Oz has done five. Uh, Robin Wright, yes. wow, four yeah. movies. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, four movies. Michael Caine, four movies. Dark Knight, Muppet Christmas Carol, Kingsman, and The Prestige. And then a bunch with three. Actually, Georgia, I owe you an apology. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox qualified without Back to the Future Part yeah, 3. Yeah, because he was in the president one. The American president. You were right on that one. I apologize. You win, I double you, win. You double win. <laughs> so there we go. Do you know what, right? My mind goes blank. Was Harrison Ford in three? We no. No, we haven't done Indy. Uh, have we done any Harrison Ford? Do you know what? Do you know the funny thing, right? I was trying to think of the movies we've done, right? And I literally couldn't think of any. Uh, other ones just hitting the big names here. Nicole Kidman with three. Uh, Carrie Elwes with three. Eddie Murphy with three. John C. McGinley. <laughs> Not really a big name, but with no. three. M- Mark Hamill. Wait, what was the third one? He was in Kingsman. Oh shit! Yeah, he, I was I was thinking Mark De Niro, like, no, uh, Craig, yeah. two, bo- two Bonds, two Bonds and, and uh, Knives Out. Oh, sorry, not two Bonds. Girl Dragon Tattoo, okay. Knives Out, Casino Royale, Renee Zellweger, Tom Cruise, Colin Firth, Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, don't keep going on. Uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> 
Judy Dench, and finally Willem Dafoe, which bl- totally threw my. I was like, no way. Grand Budapest, yes. Fantastic Mr. Fox, Murder on the Orient Express. I say two of them have been very recent. Yeah. Yeah. So all that has to happen now is we got to talk about what Say we are doing next week. And next week is WrestleMania week, the yeah. start of it. And so uh, AEO would be a sad reminder for those of you in the wrestling fan. We lost Scott Hall this week, and that was a uh, the Razor Ramones, the bad guy, all that stuff. Your 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 partner in crime will know all about this. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah he will. So uh, we uh, we try to do a wrestling movie every uh, week, and so we are going to do next week. Not de- every week, every no, sorry, every WrestleMania week. week we, we we do a wrestling based movie. Last year we did Fighting with My Family, great we, film. This next week we're going to do one that was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor. The wrestler. We're going to do Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Yeah. So Mickey cool. Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is 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 really good in this. I love he Aronofsky. is very good. So Aronofsky. it's it's a gritty film. There was a few little irons in the fire that I was looking at, but we're going to go with Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. So um, is this going to be more like the documentary you once showed me? No, it's it's it's, it's like a drama. Okay. I, I I reached I actually reached out to the guy who did that documentary. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so you know me, I'm always trying to, yeah. I'm always trying to get peeps. So especially because I know this one like you know months in advance. Beyond so the mat. that's what I was that's called, beyond the mat. It, yeah. But we're going to be doing the wrestler with Darren Aron- sorry by Darren Aronofsky, who also did Black Swan. Uh, we're going to be, uh, yep, we're going to mm-hmm. be looking at Ricky Rourke. Um, is it Marissa Tomei? When mother. No, in uh, the the, the yes. wrestler, the I'm film we're doing next week. No, I've not seen the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to do to record my reaction, but these two have seen I, it. These two have so, seen it, so yeah. there we go. Oh, no, I've not. I just know about, uh, I just know that Mickey Rourke's in it, and I love Aronofsky. There we go. So, that's what we're doing next week on WrestleMania week, which is always a good time to have. So, if you want to be part of the experience today, we happen to be joined by, at times, four members of the, Fle- uh, not the Flungeon Phantom, of the Friends of the Podcast. Yeah. Our Woo. Patreon. We want to thank, especially, we want to thank uh, the Yeatmeister for being here the entire Woo. run. Woo. Well done, you. We want to thank Ensign and Ian for for showing up and then coming back and that wait showing up leaving coming back yeah want to thank Julene so thank Julene. you guys very much thank for joining you. us at various points over today we also want to thank Reverend Bruce and Ooh. Katie McRae for convincing their daughter to record performance art for our that was benefit brilliant. today that was brilliant uh, we want to thank Hermes we want to thank uh, Lena Oberholzer Chris Peterson Ran- and Randall Silva Randall Yay. what's your handle Silva and if you want to join and be on the pod choose the movie join us on a live and uncensored have your voice heard whether it's a seven whether it's a ten that counts that yeah. counts when you're part of the of the friends of the podcast so it does go ahead throw your throw your uh your hat in the ring patreon.com slash bfe has all the information that'll help with that and again one more giant thank you to the Yeatmeister and Ensigny and Davies and thank you out there whether this is the first episode you've listened to whether you've been listening to us now for nigh on two years Thank you very much. Um, as we kind of going to put a bow on this today, yeah. So I'm just trying to think of an exit line. That's my only problem. Here. I just love that your notes say "Q Georgia" to like say we to record because he's about to announce what the Q Georgia and you Q Georgia. No, I was too busy multitasking today. <laughs> um, but no, thanks everybody for whatever. I'm just trying to think of a line from the film. Damn it! Damn it, Emmett. <laughs> right, no. no. Um, mm. You don't usually get to hear this bit. <laughs> the bit where I'm going. Usually, I've got one. More often than not, I do. You do. Your own sign isn't made up yet. You ju- you still need to go. Oh, this is the future line. He says, Sh- "Shut up, Ethan." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I'm sad. Okay, I got it. Okay, cool. There we go. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Love you, sir. So, please join us next week when we tackle Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler for Best Film Ever. Uh, I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And if there's one thing to take away from this, it's not a happy ending. It's not your future's what you make it. It's that Clint Eastwood is the biggest yellow belly in the West. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. <laughs> <laughs>